0: Welcome to another episode of The Paragon Path. This is episode 7, The Ruffian Barbarians. We have four amazing guests with us today, and we're going to talk about everything you can do to up your rage game, from getting your kills to advancing your skills. Stick around, find out, and enjoy the show. Beautiful. All right, welcome to our seventh episode of The uh, Paragon Path. This is The Ruffian Barbarians. I like internal rhymes. This is going to be fun um i am merrick the 15th i'm running this shit so uh have fun listening to my voice for the next x amount of hours until i run out of content uh with us today we have four guests one of them is not gonna be pictured on screen because he doesn't have a camera yet we're peer pressuring him to get a camera um (laughs) and uh we're gonna have everyone introduce themselves i'm going to start with mittens because she's up on top row with me on my screen
1: hi uh i'm mittens (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, how long have you played What? Uh, when did you get your paragon in
1: cool um, you're asking me to look things up now <laughs> a long time ago v7 Okay. Uh, I've been playing since June 2nd of 2012 so like many years
0: it's, that's a bit that's a bit um, I see uh, Advar is smiling a little bit because that seems like a low amount for him is that what it is We'll go to Odvar next to introduce himself.
2: Uh, Sir Odvar, the striking Viking. Uh, Cat, don't eat that cord. That's a long Uh, name.
0: (laughs) I can change the orc.
2: Well, I didn't even throw in Iron Wolf. Oh, that's right. That's on there too. Don't tell Cubal. Gasp. I've been playing since February of 2007. Um. I got my paragon in 2014 I believe and it was actually from Broton if I'm not mistaken. Sounds about right.
0: Broton with that you want to uh, introduce yourself?
3: Uh, sure. Uh, hello. I am uh, Broton uh, I guess Sir Broton P lock Sir Grand Duke Broton P lock cell so insert all the giant lo- names I have attached to it but you could just call me Broton. Um, I, uh, I got my Paragon Barbarian in September, 2015, uh, at Keep of the Borderlands. Um, let's see. I've been playing since April 25th, 2009. Um, I play in Green Harbor, uh, which is a Shire in Polaris and I love Barbarian.
0: And last but not least, uh, Sir, Warlord, Deathly Megatron, Sunshine, something, 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 something.
4: Hey, you did it! You <laughs> you robbed me of my intro. Oh no. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what he said, and I just got my. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I kind of forget the order. It, it COVID is such a weird time for for Amp Garden Awards, but um, yeah. I've been playing for almost a decade. And uh, this class is one that I enjoy and and have found um, a way to make it kind of fun. And the general consensus seems to be that it's underpowered. So it'll be fun to chat about that with you guys. I'm stoked to do it.
0: All right. So with everyone introed, we're going to go to our first question. Uh, Whenever we talk about what we want a Paragon to be, how do you get to Paragon? We've always got to set standards. So what is the difference between a level 6 and a Paragon? Uh, Let's start with Odvar.
2: Um, level six versus a paragon. I mean, you, at least in players, you can play level six at any event. So you don't really have to know much to be able to play all the abilities when you're at an event. Uh, so it's really comes down to how you can use the class and how effective you are with using the class. Can you teach it? Uh, do you really shine it when you play it? Or I guess the the things that I look for or tried for when I earn mine. Nice mittens.
1: Um, I feel like uh, in many ways similar, and I know you're gonna hear that a lot. Um, but for me, it it comes down to like this is the class that when you throw on the sash, people get worried. Um like they when people think of that class they think of you uh i don't know
0: that makes sense no like when you put on the sash when people think of you like i know when people think of me because bard was my first uh, paragon uh that's what they associate with me and if that's what you are doing whenever you put on your sash or whenever you come to the field. That's a really good representation of, like, you are embodying that class in a very high level of play.
5: Uh, yeah,
1: like, I'm, I'm level 6 in, at this point, almost every class, but uh, that doesn't mean that I'm going to play a level 6 assassin the same way I'm going to play a level 6 barbarian. When people see me with a level 6 assassin, it's more of a, oh, I didn't know you played that. <laughs> and when they see me with, uh, you know, a white sash, then it's like... Oh, okay. This this feels normal. This feels right. Um, we need to be careful. <laughs> you we know? gotta
0: be cautious. Yeah, uh, it's not someone to just ignore on the field. Uh, mm-hmm. Jamie, Deathly Sunshine.
4: Yeah. So, so almost in a in a different way. And this is I want to try to say different things than I've said in some of your other videos that I'll be involved in because I think that'll be. More interesting than me harping on the same thing over and over again relentlessly but <laughs> when it comes to level six versus paragon and and this is kind of neat I almost want people to sleep on the fact that I'm good at some of these classes when they don't know it, which is kind of fun. It's just, it's a little contrary to the, like, oh, they see me and they know, oh, that guy's a barbarian or something. I kind of want them to, to underestimate me a little bit. So then when I go and use my abilities and usually for me, this is normally with the casting classes, because I almost never play them, but I, I play them sometimes. But for, uh, for barbarian, the biggest difference um, uh, that I see is again, knowing like your, um, your place on the field and how to be, uh, the most detrimental to the other team and if you pull a lot of pressure then you're really doing your job and some level sixes don't represent um i guess what level six is like it doesn't dictate skill to be level six but mm-hmm. paragon typically shows like this guy has really put the time in or th- this person i should say um and are very very effective on the field and that's that's what i would see the difference is is look out for them holy cow and level six i'm level six and i, I think everything now and i've never played monster for example, I would I would be a bad monster. For example, it's it's think, a different set of skills.
1: I think also kind of going off of what Advar said, um, where if if you are somebody that others go to for advice on how to play the class, or hey, what abilities do I get at this level or this level, um, it's very similar to somebody who is a high level in uh, various ladder awards, like there's some or somebody who's a master of a, an award category you're you're gonna come to them for advice just like you would come to somebody who is a paragon for that advice or uh teach me how to do this thing like somebody who who appreciates and enjoys their class so much that they want others to experience it as well
0: it's a good way to put it uh Broton?
3: Um, difference between a level six and a level and, and a paragon barbarian in my opinion is uh someone who represents core of what the class is or at least what their group decides what that class is to their their region and someone who can utilize and ex- and exploit the abilities when and when not to uh especially with barbarian which uh really it's like if you are really good it's like getting close to a paragon you have your own uh, autonomy on the field because barbarian is the class that relies less on all the other classes because you cannot be buffed at all or basically enhanced anyway by other classes other than teamwork so someone i keep an eye on for for a paragon it's like you know what your job is there you know what to do you know where to find the hole that you need to go to and the benefit your team that way because like in polaris like Advar says it's like we we focus like a lot on combat we like combat uh and it's when someone asks me is this person ready for a paragon i'm like are they worth three three average people three or four average people because like when I see Paragons, like someone who's like, I'm making a statement, I'm ready for my Paragon, they can make a bubble. When you see a bubble around someone on the field, that means you're doing your job right. No one wants to fight you. And you can see it's like a little awe effect without having it, especially with Barbarian, which is like, I don't want to fight that guy. He's he's, he's just going to kill us. Or he wants us to kill us, and then he's going to kill everyone around him for seven seconds. and <laughs> So
2: the fight after death,
0: <laughs> we'll get into that in a bit. Um, so with our rubric kind of out of the way, let's go into three things you wish you knew when you started playing barbarian or you started on your paragon path. Um, I find that these are oftentimes like things that people might not think about when they're starting. And I, it's, it's a very uh, um, interesting and, and I think fundamentally Grow, like growing of the class and battle game tactics and strategy to know of the things you don't know to not know about. If that makes sense. Um, with that, I want to start with Odvar. What are three things you wish you knew uh, when you started playing Barbarian?
2: Uh, three things I wish I knew before I started playing Barbarian. Don't focus on credits. Uh, you, you really don't... It was a different game when I started. If you wanted to be, and at that time I was master, just much like Mitten said, Master Barbarian, you had to have a hundred credits in the class and, and this and that, don't focus on that. Uh, you wanna focus on on actually playing the class, being good at playing the class, uh, experiment, do things that you know most people wouldn't normally do and you gotta try it a few times. You can't just try it once and say, well, it wasn't effective. Maybe you gotta tweak it a little bit and, and just be interesting with it um have fun i mean if you're not having fun doing it then why are you here it is it's those are probably the biggest three things i can say
0: the the have fun is a big factor if you're not having fun leveling or learning your class do you use another class or just don't yep. use that class whatever Um, our game's about fun uh mittens three things you wish you knew
1: um I would say the first thing is probably uh, then they all float out of my head just like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know one of them, one of the things I was thinking is that uh, kind of similarly to Advar is that there are many different ways to play barbarian. um, And so kind of fiddling around with the the ways in which you can use your abilities. I know that I would get stuck on like, oh, this one way of using fight after death was really effective. I'm going to just do that over and over and over. Um, and then I'll go to a big battle game and I'll see other bar- barbarians using fight after death in a totally unique way. Um, and and so then I would want to pick up on those things and like in addition and, and kind of move beyond just what I was able to figure out myself. Um, also, how can you... I know that barbarian many times just kind of ends up being that person by themselves or, uh, or a couple people by themselves, but find other people that you fight with, other classes, and see how the barbarian can work with them. I know that you can't buff us, and so that makes things difficult, but there are other abilities or other strategies, I guess, that can be used that um, would be really effective that you may not think of right off the bat.
0: Yeah, we can't do indirect support on barbarians. They, they can't be enchanted by any other class. But you still get stuck, stopped, or frozen in different ways. They're very rare compared to the classic ways, but it's still a support that people can offer. And then you can obviously see how uh, different pushes and charges can work with different classes. Mixing and <laughs> matching is very... Uh, it's something I think people forget to try and like think about, and they just go, I'm with these... People all the time, and they don't think about how the classes interact. Um, this is mm-hmm. a really good point.
1: Um, I would say another thing is we were limited to a degree on our armor, but there's still a lot you can do with it. Figure out what armor, like, figure out what armor works for you, um, whether it's metal or leather or cloth. Um, what part of your body you're going to be wearing it? Are you going to be changing up what you're wearing? depending on the strategy you intend to use for that game or that round. Like, if if I'm running around uh, with, you know, a lot of chest armor, that doesn't lend well to fight after death, for example, because the goal is to keep your limbs, mm-hmm. uh, and so people are going to aim for the things with fewer armor. Um, I found that leather and cloth is a lot lighter and easier to, to fight in than uh some heavier things like chain mail so you know just kind of fiddling around with weight comfort um
0: yeah, yeah the warriors had a lot to say about making your armor fit right if it doesn't feel good uh fix it because that's just going to be a detriment to you on the field um oh yeah
1: oh i was gonna say and the third thing um is kind of going with uh Kind of figuring out your play style, I feel like a lot of people get in their heads that the barbarian is this bloodthirsty, like frothing at the mouth, rage machine. How
0: a barbarian?
1: Yeah, which we are, we can. <laughs> but but there are so many different styles of barbarian, and just explore those. Like I typically avoid that kind of uh, that fighting style just because it is so common and people expect that, and so I'm able to get away with a lot more. Um, because I do something different
0: switching up your your play style or changing what's expected uh, I mean that's the basics of like fainting and fighting and some tactics and strategy is you change you make somebody expect something you change what they're expecting so that you have an advantage over what was happening that's a that's a good tactic from like even stepping back from the class perspective uh, broton three things we should do
3: some I have a nice little list here, but luckily I did more than three. because Some stuff was covered. Uh, all right. Some stuff uh, I wish I was told is you're going to get hit. You're going to get hit a lot. You're going to get hit real hard a lot of the time because Everyone's uh, usually, yeah. Usually the counter to a like raging barbarian is going to be another raging barbarian, and not everyone understands control over themselves because they they get really big into the role play, and uh so safe be safe while you're doing it because you're going to get hit you're going to get hard you're going to get hit a lot <laughs> um mm-hmm. sort of piggybacking off of uh what Mins was saying armor armor is actually really important it's something that like difference between average barbarian and like a paragon barbarian get yourself like some armor Uh, if you have to choose, like, your first chunk of armor, get leg armor. That's a general rule all around. (laughs) Leg armor is king everywhere you go. Because all you gotta do is leg someone and walk away, and that's, that's the day. Um, alright, uh, make it your own, was covered by Mittens and Odvar. Uh, combat styles. Don't, don't get hampered into, like, I'm only a sword and board barbarian. Or I'm only a flow barbarian. Or I'm only a pole barbarian. Really expand your horizon. It's like we have access to all the weapons in the game. Well, other than uh, like certain throw, we have all melee weapons in the game. It's like use it. It's don't pigeonhole yourself for the for like the first two years of the game. I was just fighting flow, and I did not switch it up at all because I was like this is king until a pole arm. Hit me so hard in the gut i threw up on the field and i'm like i probably should just switch it up to someone else but it's just no no one told me that so a little helpful information and um lastly be safe uh i'll i'll hit on this with the fight after death but be safe this is the class that tends to get the most out of control uh it's like I, I, I'll out myself. I was pulled aside once saying I was too wild in my earlier days, and I didn't think of anything at it at, at the time because I'm like, oh, I'm just having fun until it actually like scared one of our new players, and that was like a coming to Jesus moment for me, and I'm just like, oh, oh, oh okay. I guess that's something I, I needed to know. So it's just because we're barbarians, like Mitten says, doesn't mean we have to be the bloodthirsty frothing at the mouth barbarian you can be like uh a samurai or a gangster or a thug or insert whatever you want there it's like barbarian is just melee type b make it your own
0: it's very true Pass
4: the ball the genie.
0: yeah lily what do you got
4: yeah so i like what everybody's saying it's it's all part of this this neat thing that we have with barbarian where it is kind of um it's like the the step-sibling of the classes. You don't necessarily like it, but, like, it has a place in your family, you know? Like, okay. Um, but uh, stuff I suppose that I would have liked to know um, starting out or that I think is uh, useful or will be helpful for people, um, and maybe some of them have seen this, um, is how important gear is, right? We, we've talked a lot about that. Um, but this is, like, even, like, the starter set uh, – 7 7 was a different monster when it came to barbarian. Like, you couldn't use a shield when you were berserked, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, it changed it. Like, well, I guess I'm just using flow, or I guess I'm just using a pull. So, and now with that not being a restriction anymore, you have a lot more versatility than people, I think, remember from the switch to current modern amp guard. Um, personally, I really like, um, like a six foot crushing, breaking, two handed sword because i have a lot of fun with that and it's fun to run around and be like a big sword guy and do big sword things um but you know find what fits well for you use those things it's really strong a great example is a, a player here in texas um, his name is badger he uses two 48 inch long swords he wears a single port of uh, point of armor he is very very fast and he back pedals doing da at everybody and he gets a lot of success because he's found a way to use his athleticism his build and um his weapons to great effect for him and that was a great place for him to start and if he wants to learn more things and he's i've seen him branching into new equipment so that's very very exciting so try everything since you get access to basically everything very very cool i i couldn't support that more it's a super 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 awesome um remember to use your abilities the trap i fall into all the time at like let's say park level stuff when the games are only like 10 or 15 minutes long is we might get to the end of that game and i haven't used anything other than like adrenaline or um maybe like blood and thunder but i forget about my brutal strikes or my fight after deaths because i'm i'm the the uh, this part is that kind of plays into this is the trap that i fall into and that's saving my abilities and not knowing when to use them so remembering to use them is one and then don't fall into the trap of saving them for too long look at what the game mechanics are how long the game is going to be and then remember to use it like your fight after death can be so powerful to helping your team push through to capture a point or to push people off of a control point or take a flag or, or something like that and man is that it can be so devastating and um the wife has been a fun example because uh, when we could actually play amp guard she had been trying to learn barbarian and she'd go out there and she's like okay here we go and then the game would be done she's like i didn't remember any of my abilities i just didn't i couldn't find a good time to use it and so remember to find good times to use your abilities i mean that is important you don't want to just like get lagged die and then go fight after death and go crap i got left in a field and it was pointless at least you're keeping it in mind that you have them and you're trying to use them. But um, time and place know it, and uh, I don't know. You'll be I'll, I'm going around in circles. It's that's that's kind of my thing. So your your gear, uh, remember to use your abilities and uh, don't save them for too long. Don't don't get trapped by that. Yeah, we'll hit so on that. That's what I
0: think. We'll hit on that later, because uh, the barbarian has the fewest amount of abilities that are per life or rechargeable out of any class, even percentage wise compared to druid, um, and some of your abilities are some of the most powerful and ridiculous abilities in our game, but we do see the, the often fault that people don't use it or they use all of them right away, and then they are stuck with just one ability for the rest of the game. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, actually, we could talk about some of it now because it's uh, common mistakes to avoid. So uh, we'll start with Broton on this. What are some common mistakes to avoid?
3: Uh, common mistakes to avoid... Is, uh...
0: did we lose you what just happened
3: no it's okay. uh, I'm just like going over because it's like there's there's a lot of mistakes I see uh, you know what uh, common mistake uh, is blowing up uh, using all your blood and thunders in the first like uh, round I've seen barbarians who use like if they have looked the part use all three right away and it's they don't even capitalize on it. Mm-hmm. They use it as a get out of a jail. Like, oh cool, I got hit, but I'm still moving away. Uh, uh, which is your level six ability. It's you should use it more in key moments. Um adrenaline. Uh people don't use adrenaline right. Uh that is a big uh like problem <laughs> I see.
0: How do you how um, are you saying they don't use adrenaline right?
3: Well, they, uh, they'll they use it when someone, an enemy's within 10 feet.
0: Oh, they're just misusing the ability. They're not, yeah. they're not waiting for that 10-foot gap that you're supposed to on a, a wound trigger or a kill trigger.
3: Yeah, which uh, m- the majority of people, it's like, because I try to be chill about it when I inform people of it. And they're just like, oh, yeah, oh, no, my, my, my bad. And then it's like. I will go off and engage some... This usually happens at a Kingdom 2 event. Not... At Kingdom events, I notice this a lot. And uh, it's... They just do it again because no one's going to correct them. And... Yeah, it's... People just don't care. And that's the ability that I see gets abused a lot. Um, So, use your abilities right. Uh, Use them at the right times. Um... Oh, uh, learn, learn colors of spell balls.
0: Oh, I see. You are immune to
3: a lot of like a good amount of spell balls, but a lot of barbarians don't either. they're God bless their hearts. That's all I'll say. And I will move on because now I'm starting to get, yeah, whoever's next.
0: (laughs) So, So the colorblind is a point that actually, uh, I got pulled into a V9 focus group and colorblind has been one of our really big focuses of like, fixing some problems and uh there's some cool programs out there that let you see the world in colorblind through your computer um i feel bad for everyone that's colorblind especially the like tricone that's terrible you have three colors that you get you get pink blue and black and that's about it and i guess technically white it's really weird um that's a different rabbit hole uh mittens three uh common mistakes not three common mistakes just common mistakes
1: common mistakes um kind of going off of that uh not just not just spell balls but also um knowing knowing other people's spells and abilities because you're immune to command and there are various command spells that somebody's going to start talking at you and you need to have the confidence and the knowledge to just keep running at them and ignore them because some i've noticed that uh some spellcasters are aware that barbarians are I mean a lot of spellcasters are aware that barbarians are immune to certain spells but we'll still try to cast them just to see if the barbarian will run away and it happens a lot I know I used to do that too at first like oh somebody's talking too. yeah like some people start talking at me and it's like oh I don't want this and they'll I mean when I play wizard I'll do that I'll just start I'll, I'll give them the shifty eye and I'll start saying things and they just run away because they they, they assume it's a death know. spell.
0: They assume they're gonna die. Yes.
1: They don't know their own abilities. They don't know what I'm gonna. Yeah. So, uh, knowing other people's spells, um, another one uh, with fight after death, uh, it's a great team ability. If you're trying to push in a game, and and you're trying to clear an area for your team to get into, um, let your team know, like, hey. I'm going to use fight after death here. I mean, it's not always planned, but a lot of times you can plan when you're going to use your abilities, um, especially with fight after death. Uh, usually I'll drop chest armor. I'll pick up two swords instead of my shield and I will let my team know. I'm going to attempt a fight after death. When you hear me screaming, please keep like, please charge. Cause so often, especially at the beginning. And I've, i I've, remember seeing like Broton have this happen to him and Lily have this happen to him and just other people have this happen where I'll use a fight after death or they'll use one and then you'll look back at your team and nobody's there they're not helping
0: yeah they saw and you I charge into it. the fray and no one's behind you like keeping
2: up yeah yeah, yeah it's like sometimes it's just impressive they want to
3: watch <sighs> they're That's just in they're like wow. I don't get
2: angry <laughs>
3: <laughs> you were just so impressive I'm like
1: fine <laughs> but like you I killed do... them for you <laughs> yeah
0: it's uh that's an, a field awareness thing and I've realized that a lot of amp garters are not field aware they're very aware of like this space here and then outside of it they have no idea what's going on and if you are like three people down even from a fight after death barbarian you should notice and go but nobody does they're just like oh that was nice <laughs> okay, stick time. <laughs> it happens. It's unfortunate. Uh, battlefield awareness is something I think AmpGuard needs to work on as a whole, but uh, we'll get there at some point. It's uh, a
2: common trigger, though. It's it's yeah. When you get into a fight, your your vision gets tunneled. Yes, it, you have to work to get above that. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. it's just a it's it's breaking training.
0: Right. You know? Your 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 literal biology has told you that this is a threat you have to focus on the threat um and you have to slowly work on opening that that uh point of view so that you realize that everything could be a threat and it's um it's hard it's tricky yep absolutely but it takes time that's not something to rush uh Alvar, you were speaking just now so common mistakes
2: uh the the whole running in and dying thing um <laughs> that worked all right for v7 barbarian when you were trying to burn through those first four lives so you could get to your berserk but uh yeah no that's not really what you want to do uh and the whole like mindless barbarian thing no you you gotta have some tactics you gotta you gotta go for the gold Mm -hmm. i mean barbarians want their booty
0: they want that they want the whatever your object is uh I'm going to quote (laughs) Teflon again. Objectives, objectives, objectives. It doesn't matter what the game is. If you're not focusing on the objective, you're not playing the game, really. You're just stick tag. Yep. I mean, it happens. Any other uh, common mistakes to avoid? I like those. You like those? Did Lily?
4: There's nothing wrong with playing stick tag if you're real good at it. You might kill a lot of nerds and then, then you know, you helped your team anyways. But I mean, that's a lot um, of skill. <laughs> it, it's true. It's, it's true. Um, so common stuff I see is like breaking your count in fight after death. People screwing it up and then trying to restart fight after death or whatever. If you break your count, it's tough. But you're out your ability. Um, I think that that's a bummer and I don't like that. It's, that. That sucks. Um, especially as stuff for like clarifying for safety, I think that's just kind of a—you're trying to make this ability that is very strong fair. But you know, if I clock someone in the face and they go down, I'm like, oh no, I'm so sorry. Well, I just burned my per game kind of thing, and now I'm like, I want to make sure he's okay, and like that's mm-hmm. important, and we should do that. But then you lose out on your very limited resources. So I I hope to see a change in that, and I would again I've preached about this before, but 8.5 would be cool, maybe not V9, but you know. Some some updates would be neat. Um, so breaking your count, um, counting too long or too short, that happens all the time. Your your seven seconds can be real long. It's also not that long. So at the same time, you know, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, well that's you had like three seconds of fight time. Like that's that's hmm. too short. Like you know they. I want to not have it be cheesed too much, but like one, two, three. It's a little closer to a a full second anyways, you know, give or take on one end and not saying to give yourself too much time, but don't rapid fire out your count. Like, make sure you you only get two of these things. Let's make sure we get plenty of them, mm-hmm. or pl- plenty of time, you know, to make it, make it fair. Uh, knowing matchups is super important. Um, the Barbarians, since they have some cool inherent resistances to things, it would be neat to see them, uh, players, take more advantage of that. And if they're going to play that game and and try to find good matchups where they can be successful on the field um remembering to uh, no
0: no discord has failed me
1: Merrick okay
0: uh, where are you this this podcast is brought to you by spectrum thank you um
4: (laughs) Um, are are you still going? Is it still recording? Because uh,
0: the OBS uh, is separate. I just want to make sure it's got everything. Okay, we are. Okay, I need to get my video back, but yeah, otherwise we're still good. Okay,
4: yay, work for me in post. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Okay, so um, what I was saying is that when we're talking about knowing matchups, the thing that this kind of then plays into was that I see plenty of people when there is a spell, and this is where I think it's a little contrary to most people's beliefs, but um, they see a spell that's finally going to affect them. Let's say like a stun depending on who's casting that stun they only have a limited and uh, a very limited resource when it comes to stun let's say a healer or something it's like well four or
0: five backs or something
4: basically and most people aren't taking that many when they're like the healer they, they take one maybe two just to keep themselves alive well cool i'm happy to eat that stun like it may cost me a life but that's almost always worth it if i keep track of their spells and i keep them accountable like I, I can ask to see their spell list i can ask to know how many they have left like that's fair and if they want to lie about it well they're kind of cheesing the rules here like that's you know it's all fun and games but you know keep let's keep each other informed of like what we have you know how many points of armor do you have it's the same thing in my mind mm-hmm. so i'm happy to eat the stun maybe i live maybe i die whatever but now they maybe only have one left or maybe they have zero left mm-hmm. and now that that healer is mine i'm gonna get them <laughs> they have very they they better be able to fight but this barbarian's coming if they kill me i still have fight after death so i think it's a mistake to run away from some of these uh these effects that can actually hit you make them use them like too many people were like oh no it's going to be stunned i better run away well then they're just they're never casting it they mm-hmm. oh they have they have this indefinitely then and you've never made an impact so it's okay to eat the stun to die to help your team mm-hmm um, and that's I'll I'll leave it there because I'd kind of touched on some of the other stuff um, that I think are mistakes. So just remember to use the abilities and things. So. Yeah, it's you. It,
0: you don't want to run away from every single spell that's targeted at you because that's a legitimate tactic that spellcasters use as a shove. Essentially, we'll start a spell. If you run away from us, that that was a shove. Like we didn't even have to expend a shove to, to shove you. It did the same thing. Um,
4: well, and and this even plays into it a lot of times. If you know, you're fairly spry, you can a lot of times close the gap and get a get a shot. You may not get every shot, you may die for it. But if I'm going to get stunned and probably die anyways, I might as well throw myself in there. Maybe mm-hmm. I wound him, maybe I kill him, maybe I get brutal strikes off as well. You know, there's a lot of things that can happen for taking that spell instead of just retreating constantly. yeah it's a little reckless, but it. I think it has a place. I think it's an important skill to learn, anyways.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, all right, so we did our common mistakes. Uh, where does barbarian fit on the battlefield? Roles, positioning, and uh, meta. Let's start with Broton.
3: Uh, where does the barbarian fit on the battlefield? Mm-hmm. Uh, barbarian fits either front line, flanking, maybe mid. I mean, actually, they can fit more or less. It's like if you want someone guarding, like the caster in the back, you have a built-in melee unit who's immune to two different schools that are there after your your healers. But uh, I'm when I think barbarian should be front line or in a flanking unit. Uh, their their role is, I say this to my apprentices. I say it to whoever asks me. I think barbarian is a shock troop. Uh, compared to like a warrior, mm-hmm. uh, barbarians have the mobility. They have, uh, they have decent armor, and they have built-in immunities to be able to crush and break open areas for your team to pour in through, making an, making an anthill. hill.
0: Um, Do any of these kind of tactics and placements change with the size of the field?
3: I mean, realistically. I think barbarians are more efficient the bigger the field gets, because the smaller the field is, the more easy the other team can focus the bar- barbarian. Because if you're five on five and you have like a bard on the other side who can just push the barbarian around or hit it, hit the barbarian with the terror, it just limits the other team down one player mm-hmm. and it just becomes offset like that. Or you just a wizard can just cut off the barbarian's leg and just call it a day.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wound him um, and then just leave them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so
3: it's because the smaller it is, it's easier to focus. Uh, and the bigger the field, you can blend in with more people because then there's more targets. And it's like, uh, like at kingdom events, I like getting uh, like three other barbarians and move as a flanking unit and just like attack from the sides or it's like if we see a weak line, it's uh, put a pull arm, a regular pull arm in a barbarian's hand. Cool. You have a, a crush break pull arm that's fast. Mm-hmm. And then you just do the normal tactics, like a, sword, uh, a shield in front of that. And it's great teamwork ability. It's like, uh, you're in my opinion, one of, other, other than the caster, because casters are always best battle buddies, but melee unit pick. Take another barbarian. You can like cover each other. So, it's my, my thoughts.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Advar, place on the battlefield.
2: Um, very similar. Uh, although I guess I take a little bit different take on a smaller battlefield. Uh, if you've got let's say a five on five, I personally like being that lone barbarian going off on the flank because you're creating an annoyance that they cannot take their eyes off of because the second they take their eyes off of you, well, you got four people on your front that may take you down. So, um, I mean, it's, it's differences in play style. I mean, not everybody's going to agree on how they, how they work their class, and that's why you have multiple Paragon Barbarians or, or in any of your classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the base roots of it, flankers and hordes. I mean, that's my, that's my big thing about barbarian either be an annoyance by yourself, uh, make that, well, we can't take your eyes off of this guy or girl or person, or we're going to get overrun by the front. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're in a horde, I mean, working together with other classes, it's, it's just as effective. Uh, so yeah. in at the base, very similar.
0: Lily?
4: Yeah. So uh, it's placed on the battlefield, just making sure there's so much good information. Yep. I get kind of lost in the sauce. So um, my thoughts, real simple, flanking, 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 flanking. Holy crap. <laughs> flank, 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 flank. <laughs> get him, get him, get him, get him. Oh my gosh. Uh, that's something that could have gone back to something I wish I would known. The class is like a marathon runner class. Holy cow! Is it strong? If you if you're willing to move, it has its place everywhere else. My preference is the the flanking part, and I've said that for even for warrior, I've said I'll say it for anything else mm-hmm. that I'm in. Flanking, heck, you're the archer. Go flank him. Why not? And him. <laughs> <laughs> Flanking's good. Um, but if you're going to flank, and I'll be more specific, um, it comes back to matchups and make sure that you're flanking to find your positive net-valued, like, matchups. Like, take out these spellcasters who are ill-equipped to deal with you, and and that flank then becomes very strong. Um, But it doesn't have to be deep flanks, I guess, to specify. Like, if if you've got two lines of people that are fighting, and when they're in close enough combat to hit, like between, let's say, 10 feet, Mm -hmm. getting just around that flank there and running through When you die and hitting your fight after death can clear out that whole thing and you now have advanced your whole team and that's at a large size i mean this is this is big scale Mm -hmm. games you know any game that's run with you know more than 40 people you're suddenly pushing a whole line of people back because you made one very good kind of short flank there's Mm -hmm. something to be said about the deep flanks that's a different thing that's when like and so you're going so far back as to try to take out those backline healers for whatever but that's a different thing so it's place in the battlefield for me is is definitely about flanking um but i i do have to preface this a little bit with your equipment matters then Mm -hmm. because if you're ill equipped to do this and you come up against that warrior that usually barbarians are considered to have a pretty good matchup with you got to be kitted out though yeah because if they're kitted out your your flank was kind of pointless and you're going to lose to the superior class that is typically warrior.
0: Well, but... in like melee combat. Cuz when it yeah, comes down me- to me- it. Combat. In melee combat the the two classes one has 6 points of ancestral, the other one has 3 points of not ancestral. That's that's a, a very very large difference in points and ability to block. Um And I I think it's part of a carryover from 7-7 when Barbarian was the hard counter to Warrior, and some people are still in that mentality that they need to still be the counter to Warrior, even though it's transitioned to casters to just, like, shove the Warrior in the corner by themselves.
4: Well, and that's great that you've said that, because typically I've almost found that I I just avoid them at Mm -hmm. this point. If I'm not kitted out right or they're on, like, their ancestral life, one of the many that they get i'm like mm, this is not the primary matchup for me i'm going to go find three point or less guys that i can deal with or if i know the fighting um let's say skill level uh, of an individual so i can take advantage of getting like my uh, adrenaline stacks up just in case i get hurt in that 30 seconds i got a chance to still get a heal and it can keep me pretty mobile outside of that 10 foot you know using adrenaline blah blah yeah. blah but th- this is getting to more tacticy stuff um but uh, its place in the battlefield, then I think comes. it just really comes down to all of that. Uh, game size kind of matters. Uh, and when we get to a smaller size, like the flanking still super strong. You just can't yeah. ignore the barbarian who walks behind your team. <laughs> it's like, ha I'm here. Ta-da! You know, they they can do the frontline thing like everybody, like my my peers here have said. You know, they can do a lot. And I think they get underestimated some because they don't seem like they're that good. But mm. they... They're solid. They're a solid class. I'll shut up now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mittens.
1: Um, I think where the Barbarian is really depends on the size of the field. Um, when you're working with a smaller group of people, I actually prefer to be more of that front and center um, with like a shield or something just because depending on who you're fighting with you may be the strongest person in your party if you're if it's only like six versus six and you have like two spellcasters, an assassin and an archer and then the barbarian like you're you're supposed to be the one that kind of pushes in mm-hmm. um i do love flanking though <laughs> and so i think the bigger the group is the the wider the field too like if you have really hard borders if you're in like a gymnasium or you've got like you know cones and tape and what's set out um that can that can definitely limit how much you're gonna flank depending on the size of the two fighting parties or multiple fighting parties um depending on the game uh i know with larger battle games I will take a group of people with me who may not be the best fighters and I will let them eat the like aggression of the other team while I go around.
4: You monster.
1: They're so nice. (laughs) So like it works. it works, though. You take, like, three or four people, and they're all really excited. Yeah, they want to go fight, and they might be kind of new. They may not have all the armor, but they want to get in there. And you're the barbarian who's been playing for eight, nine years. And, and you're just like, hey, come with me. <laughs> I'll show you where to go. And then and then you're addressed with, like, three or four, have, you know, heavier fighters. And you just, you just go right around. <laughs> um, and, you know, if you're nice, you'll help out and, like whack them in the back um you don't have to uh but like (laughs) when i've also played games where there is absolutely no there are no borders and and if i wanted to i could take the big walk all the way around to the backside of uh the enemy team and then you just start walking up behind people real casual and hitting them on the back and hitting them on the back and you just take out the whole team from behind i really like that i like the sneaky barbarian um, just because it's not a, I mean if it, it, flanking good I don't know how else to flanking, describe. Good. flanking, flanking good. good flanking good, good. Um, with um, the, the, the newer players
0: definitely. if you go get some like gummy people like if you go get a healer and they go get some newer players and make them gummies that's a really effective way to make that front distraction because yeah, now like they are just... yeah they they're excited to run in there, and they don't technically die. I mean, they, like, die, and then they come back to the healer, and the healer pops them back up, and they keep going, and they do it over and over again.
1: Yeah, uh, like, don't be mean to your team or anything. <laughs> um, I was going to say the exploit. other thing, too. Depending uh, the on the, Pentagon, uh, the people you're fighting, excuse me, uh, if they know who you are and they know that you're a threat, you are potentially pulling aside three, four people, You are creating a a huge distraction and i think that's really effective uh if you are in a larger game where people don't know who you are and you may not appear to be a threat i know that because i typically don't wear a ton of armor and because i'm a woman uh usually people ignore me and that lends a lot to being able to exploit openings and weaknesses and taking out their their spellcasters Mm -hmm. so uh exploit when possible
0: so we got a question from the audience and we're gonna go backwards in the way we just did so mittens who is or what is the class you go after first
1: uh usually i will try to kill the healer
0: i mean it's a support class it's the ultimate support class it takes out their, their little resurrection forms that's a good way just go after the healer first
1: I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, if they have any sort of any sort of uh, big support person, I will kind of like Lily, I at this point, I usually avoid anybody that's heavily armored, just because I will probably die. And I feel like it's a lot easier for me to take out anybody who's going to keep their team alive, Uh, or uh, archers just because they are able to kill from so far away. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so getting rid of that that artillery i feel like is really important
0: break down the support structure in the artillery the range yeah lily
1: mm-hmm.
4: oh man it, it's so dependent on like the game type and like what we're doing life pool the healer becomes just like a top priority thing but honestly it's whatever's in front of me whatever they <laughs> want to send that's the thing that i kill and uh usually because of the flanking mentality I I don't see the heavily armored guy they don't usually want to come out in a field because I'll play lightly armored you know stuff I can move in and you know I can kind of get that marathon runner in um and they're not they're not sending the six point plate guy after me and if they do that's awesome because I'm just gonna like run away from him and leave him (laughs) out in the middle of the you know sun like stroke heat like place oh it's awful oh terrible (laughs) so like that uh my team's gonna bog that guy down somewhere but uh yeah depends on the game uh healers um the archers um I'm, I'm i'm mean my mentality on archers is that most people can't shoot so i just ignore them and i typically don't get shot and maybe they're shooting other people but they're not shooting me so like i'm like okay cool like that's also fine <laughs> and i just run amok wherever i'm going um that's i know i talked about look for matchups and stuff but I pretty much just try to bulldoze whatever's in front of me and, and get to the objective or make a path for my team to get to the objective. And, and if I got a bad matchup, I just hope I can outsmart that person and somehow win. So like, I, unfortunately my advice on this one's not great. Just <laughs> kill them all. Let God sort it out. <laughs> Admar? Um, I depending again,
2: like Lily said on the, the class or the game, but normally I'm going to go after a magic class. uh, Somebody preferably top priority, somebody that knows their magic class a bit better. Cause I just kind of want to rub it in that a barbarian (laughs) just took you down. (laughs) Just, just forcing that. Like you think I'm bad. Yeah. Yeah. But that's always been my MO is go after the magic classes. So
0: they've got a lot of versatility and, killing a magic class normally means you're oh no we lost mittens. Um, normally means that you are uh, uh, doing something I mean there's very few times people run magic classes that are not doing things mm-hmm. um, Brozahn
3: um, well I agree with everyone else it all depends on the game and it depends on what needs to be done because usually it's like I'm super team focused like what my team needs me to do that's what I'll do I uh, left to my own devices and I usually like will sit and like watch the other team move and I go for I go for this without a better word the smartest person on the other team if you kill their commander the, the teamwork just crumbles around on the other side and it's as a barbarian I don't want we're not expendable but mm-hmm. our is aside uh, designed to go die if if i need to like spend a couple lives just being hey guy who's telling everyone else to do i'm going to be your friend so you start making bad decisions <laughs> that's that that's my goal as a barbarian it's i'm i'm usually they'll probably they'll send some like spellcasters to try to stop me and it's like i'm usually immune to what they do and if not i'm just soaking the spells because like Lily said earlier, "I'm actually in the, in the same boat as him. I, I think we should soak all the spells we can, because our class is like literally built to like our abilities are so per refresh. As long as we're not using it, if we die, oh no, we're we're down for a little bit. But we're not like we use that one per refresh, the kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So." cut off the head the body follows my logic
0: makes sense um so go to abilities uh things you need to know about your abilities and hidden gem abilities um let's start with uh lily on this one what are your go-to abilities or hidden gems
4: um so it depends on what we're doing if it's a small game or not uh in small uh games park level stuff a lot of times i don't bother with the armor and some of that's from what we talked about before and playing down to keep the park kind of healthy not necessarily not trying your best but not covering yourself in armor um but that makes barbarian stellar for pickup games like if i didn't bring equipment and like maybe i just have a sword and shield and that's not my primary go-to equipment well gosh i get to heal my leg wounds by killing people adrenaline is, is is just baller like what a fun easy ability to use it's super super fun with um the small pickup games like i said so like that i think it's really strong there uh it's it's hard to say that there's like hidden gems outside of the very obvious adrenaline (sighs) because their abilities are so great (laughs) yeah barbarian i love you Uh, natural immunity is probably the other thing that's fact that you have them is huge but mm-hmm. I, I don't want to speak too much because there's not that much to talk about on this I'm gonna let other people talk you've got six five, five, five abilities
1: <laughs> <laughs> so much
0: you I mean it, yeah. I mean you technically uh, you have more abilities listed uh, that you can use multiple times than Scout does
4: so because they all have like yeah, but one... I also think scouts pretty bad too but that's a
5: different <laughs> <I'm>
0: like, eh. <laughs> uh, what are some uh, go-to abilities or hidden gems
2: uh, go-to is obviously adrenaline blood and thunder uh, keeping yourself in that fight um, honestly my my favorite hidden gem uh, is probably brutal strike uh, I use that you know let's say you catch that wound on the healer you didn't kill him but you wounded him So you throw that brutal strike down. Are they going to be able to stun you now?
0: (laughs) Nope. (laughs) They also can't heal themselves unless they're running mass heal, but that's a, that's like the warrior casting insult on the healer. They're now a lot more useless than they were 30 seconds ago.
2: Correct. And a lot of, I, I feel like a lot of people find, find, you know, abilities like insult or, or, uh, brutal strike to be useless or, or one trick ponies where well they just threw brutal strike in there so that a barbarian can stop another barbarian well okay yeah it's got that use but I prefer not to use that to keep a barbarian down I prefer to use it to to keep a magic class down
5: mm-hmm.
0: It's uh, suppression is a pretty big especially if you're, you're like doing combo hits if you can suppress and then kill uh, can't activate some stuff um uh wow my train of thought just exploded very difficult awkwardly uh mittens we just threw a cat off the other side of the screen Can't
1: what are my uh, cords?
0: what are go-to abilities or things you need to know
1: uh i think again just because limited uh what's already been touched on is important um I notice a lot of people don't remember to use adrenaline and it's so like it's it's so useful uh jamie's offended yes but it it hurts when i see so many like i'll see other barbarians and they're just sitting on the ground wounded i'm like why are you here kill someone (laughs) um it yeah so i i feel like that's something that i've gotten um that I know that when I started, I wasn't using it as much as I I should have been, and now I use it every single time. Like it's just it's it you heal yourself. Why wouldn't you want to use it?
0: Mm-hmm. Proton, go to abilities, hidden gems.
3: Go to abilities. Uh, my go to ability is brutal strike. Uh, mainly uh, because it is our per life ability, and um. It's like a lot of people like it because it suppresses. I love it because it adds curse. Having that curse, is just cool. Uh, I just turned some bait for someone with a greater release or something like that, or a healer, like, coming in there to save their teammate. I like focusing. It's like, if I notice the healer's babying someone, I'll hit that person with a brutal strike, and then I'll wait, wait to have the healer come in, and I pounce on the healer to... Um. Yeah, so having that as a per-life ability is pretty great. Uh, hidden gem, uh, I'll have to say uh, blood and thunder, uh, because uh, my favorite thing to do with a blood and thunder is eating fireballs.
5: <laughs> okay. Hidden gem
3: there for people who don't know, because it protects you from the next wound, and that's what a fireball does.
5: <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: So there's nothing like seeing a wizard face as... They peg you with a fireball, and you're just like uh, immune, <laughs> or point, yeah. or yeah, it's point. It's point. It's been point. a while. Sorry, it's, it's almost been like a year since we played. Oh my
0: god, really? Yeah. It's
3: terrible. Uh, yeah. It's like point, and there's like, well, what? You're a barbarian, and you're already on him, hitting him with your <laughs> kill bat,
0: <laughs> your big swimming so, stick.
3: Yep. It's it's always funny. So,
0: um, I think the adrenaline is the one that it gets underused when people because they they think about they're like oh scavenge is so much better adrenaline's a heal more people can use that than scavenge technically, um, and it, it's for the barbarian that's a that's your sustainability modifier right there making sure that you can keep up and keep going even if you get that wound because I mean. A warrior, if they get wounded, they're done. They're sitting there and waiting for a healer. You guys can just stab somebody and keep going. Um, uh, what are skills or things you want to focus on to get better, uh, either in the game or outside the game? Uh, let's start with mittens on this one.
1: Uh, skills specifically related to to fighting, or like to the class, because I mean, I know we kind of touched on it a bit, but just like cardio are we yeah. counting this
0: yeah no, that's a scale that's to get better at
1: okay good because um without being mean amp guarders need to work out <laughs> uh i know that when for a while i used to do a lot of running um and bike riding and i i noticed a huge difference on the field i was able to go longer and um without like getting super tired uh, when you're trying to run away from somebody that that is too much for you. Or if you want to chase down somebody that like, there are a handful of people that are, you need to kill and they're really fast. (laughs) Um, And just having the um, endurance to be able to, to keep going and and kill the people that need to die. Um, Yeah.
0: Cardio has been said on, uh, yeah, every episode so far, just like get, OK, good, kid. Please work out. Please, please work out. Uh, Jamie, things you want to work on to get better?
4: Uh, well, having a beautiful smile always helps you get those kills. <laughs> you know, um, so some unique ones, and I, I don't think this has been touched on, which I think is kind of fun. Um, we've talked about flanking, and we've talked about the rear flank. But what about the front flank? There's always a flank for you to run front flanking is a skill you can develop where you're actually running down the front of the enemy line in between your line and their line because you're a barbarian it's okay to die and this is a real sketchy place to be but when they kill you uh you get to fight after death and it is just a mess people are like this guy's just running through the front of everything your team can follow in and they can start to rap while you're the dummy who runs in between basically two teams karate chopping each other with pole arms. (laughs) It's a weird skill and you don't see it very often. It had gotten suggested to me by by Monkey a long time ago as a thing that I could learn. And if I learned it, it would be devastating in games and ditching specifically. And that's much harder to do. Um, Depending on whether you're right or left handed, it changes which way you're gonna run down the flank because you wanna be most protected depending on your equipment or your shield placement as matters. While you start to run, and they can hit you. So it's it's a very weird skill, and that I could, we could talk about this one a lot in depth. Uh, we won't do that because this isn't about that particular thing. But that is that is a neat skill. Just next time you go and play, think about it. How can I run the line in the front, and and see what that uh, that does for you? Um, and the other thing I think is extremely important that we haven't talked about um, uh, necessarily in this video is registering whether or not the spellcaster is casting on you or the person next to you or the person a couple down because this enables you to have a free chance at a run at them and we've already established the barbarian is good at dying this is a great chance to get that healer who's on the line not necessarily in the flanking scenario but for you to get in there and maybe throw your life away but if you take that wizard out who's like one person behind and you can get through suddenly that takes a lot of pressure off your whole team so if you see them or you register that they're casting on not you perfect great chance to try to jump them and i think that's a neat skill because hearing in combat is hard when there's so much going on especially if you wear a helmet and you're playing as a uh any any of the class games, it's mm-hmm. it's just extra difficult. That, that's that's the one. That's the ones We'll stop at. <laughs> uh,
0: things will work on and get better. Oddvar.
2: Um, I like multiple weapon types. Uh, barbarians gear gets blown up a lot. You know, crushed shields or, or whatever may happen. You take an arrow on the the uh, sword or whatever. So like. The day I started out, I started creating gear, and then I toss it around on the field, all over the place, and just well, something got blown up. Well, I got something else right here. I can uh, just get out there, and I mean javelins and and multiple shields out on the field, and multiple swords. You know, I, I liked that. I liked being not have to run back to grab something. You can stay in the fight, maybe have something close. Yeah, you're going to take some risk to your gear, but uh, then you're going to get good at making it again because it got broken.
0: True. I mean, between you and Shaft, when the field starts, it just looks like a graveyard of weapons. (laughs) There's just their their weapons scattered across the field. It works. Um, Any others? No.
2: Um, I I, I like what's been said so far, and I'd like to hear a Proton SC.
0: With that Proton.
2: All right. uh, Things to work on.
3: Uh, I got two things. Uh, Confidence. Uh, Work on your confidence on the field because you got to own where you are at on the field. Uh, Don't let spellcasters push you around. If they're not using their abilities right, stand your ground and be like, no, you didn't do that right, and go about your business. Uh, Because it's... They have a leg up on us already, so if they are not using two descriptions or calling out your name, or if they are just doing a bad job, don't help them do their job better when they're bad. Uh, And it's just like, own what's, like, you're here, you're a barbarian, know you are a killing machine, and that's what you're there to do, and just really be that. I mean, it's a long hill to climb up. To uh, just saying be more confident, it's not the best advice in the world, but it's, it's something to work on. It's just small little steps, because once you can own, it's like what you're doing, it's harder to be stopped.
5: Mm-hmm. And the confidence. second
3: thing, yeah. And the second thing to work on is, uh, without a better word for it, uh, work on like projecting uh like aura a vibe uh just like hostility it's like and how to not project that it's like how to be a threat on the field Hmm. because it's like one of my favorite things to do on the field as a barbarian is being happy-go-lucky guy and then at a flip of the switch just being super serious and very intense and it's like I'll notice like five people turn and be like, "Well, there's Broton. Where was he before?" <laughs> kind of thing. Hmm. And it's just being able to project that. It's it's hard to describe that, describe it until unless if you see it, and and do it. It's like I I know like a handful of people who can do it really well, but once you get really good at that, it's one person turns into the multiple people threat because it's like. Oh no, we're f- we're fighting Minz the barbarian. Look, Minz is over there. She, she, she doesn't have that smile. <laughs> what did we do wrong?
0: Subverting so, the expectations and and emphasizing and capitalizing on those subverted expectations. If you can make them not think you're a threat, and then flip it. that's, yeah. that's a and faint.
3: I'm gonna... exactly doing the opposite too. It's like it it blows it blows my mind when people would let me walk through their line.
1: (laughs) I'm going to throw out there, it can be terrifying when you are smiling and killing people, and that in itself could be incredibly intimidating.
3: (laughs) Well, that's true. (laughs) Yeah, but just... Like, a lot of Amp Guarders are hard at reading, like, social interactions. So capitalizing on that, more or less, it's, oh, this person's, like being happy right now or this person looks upset better avoid or mm-hmm. it's like yeah
0: Yeah, being able to uh, either make yourself look like a threat or make yourself not look like a threat so you can emphasize on the flanks can be a really big uh, skill or tactic to learn so that you can emphasize and push those flanks the way you want to or get farther into those deep flanks like uh, Lily was saying so that you yeah. can make those happen without you know pulling the giant warrior or something like that Um, All right. To the question that everybody really, really wants to have answered. uh, What is the best use of fight after death? we're going to start with Lily on this one.
4: Right on. Uh, Best use, well, is to remember to use it. (laughs) That's like the the dumb answer, but it it is is while I've done it myself, I still do it sometimes depending on game size. Under 10 minutes. I may fall into that trap and i hold it and i don't use it and the best use is to remember to use the fight after death even if you burn it that sucks but um really i i think the uh the short flank is a really strong place for it or like in a game type that involves uh control points something like that and let's say their their team has got a five man or something or a ten, 10 person thing sitting on there that fight after death can clear them off and give your team a chance to get there so even if you kind of go in like the shock trooper thing like Brotons talked about you can make a big impact with fight after death and um just using it out in the field on the flank alone against one guy it's not worth it that's cool that you killed that one person but unless the objective was to kill that one person it it's really just like a, a blown ability so finding a good opportunity is if it helps your team take a point or uh, basically maximum impact. Like you want to get as many bodies as possible stacked up when you do this. Uh, The attention grabbing is cool. We kind of talked about it in the last little section, but if you project uh, vocally, the loudest, angriest, eh, (laughs) playfulest, you know, fire after death, it's just as, as hard as you can. The amount of people that and then start fleeing, they fail the morale test like it's a it's a real world example of of that exact thing and it's really if you're quiet about it like okay maybe a fight after death yeah you might get a couple people sure but people running and fleeing hell they're not even trying to to defend themselves anymore now it's just running down the scared villagers or the peasants you know (laughs) heave ho you know um so that's that's probably my uh quick thoughts on it so other people can say more
0: bar on that one uh, what is best use to fight after that
2: um I like that uh, controlled chaos and we've touched on it probably more than once during this session is uh, that communication with your team and being like hey you know this probably is gonna happen right about here you can break those lines get everybody looking at you and your rest of your team can run in and just take care of it because mm-hmm. kind of like Lily said, that one if you're going to kill one person with fight after death, that one target better be really, really worth it. <laughs> but yeah. Organized chaos. Proton?
3: Uh, best place, best use to fight after death um, is, like Lily said, the mass, mass... Well, they don't call it a bar bar bomb for nothing. It's true. you go where it's going to cause the most damage you yell as loud as you can then kill as much as possible I mean I mean, Lily you, you hit all the points I wanted to hit <laughs> and uh because it's like game objectives you can clear uh a, like a node uh, if you need to get through a door you can explode through that door uh and it's like probably the the other thing that can be used for is like one of the best distractions in the game. <laughs> if if you want your team to hit on the right, you go to the left. As soon as you fight after death and like everyone looks over there, your your team flanks as hard, just watching like a hammer hit a bunch of dolls. <laughs>
0: You get that hammer and anvil with a, not a hammer and anvil, it's uh it's a it's a hammer and a clown on the one side. You're just like, Look at me yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I mean the downside of the or I guess the analogy breaks because the clown is deadly, so it's more like hammer and uh, it. So
3: Hey, if you if you believe hard enough it is nothing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mittens. Where does fight after death best?
1: It is when the people you are fighting feel genuine fear and what's the word I'm looking for? Not shame, but like when, when they've realized they've made a terrible mistake, when it's that genuine feeling, it's the best. Uh, so when you walk up with, with no armor on your torso and you have flow and your arms are wide open, you walk up to that newish guy who's, who's feeling really strong Aww. and important. And he's like, oh, I can do this. I'm gonna kill her, yeah. And then and then they stab you in the chest and all the all of his teammates look over and it just that, that like the blood drains from their face. I'm like, what have you done? <laughs> it's the most joyous feeling. <laughs> and then you kill the team. Um, so yeah. Uh, that's that's the most satisfying. Um, I think another one that maybe not the most effective, but uh, one that we, normally when you think of fight after death, you think of it as a very very like offensive ability. Mm-hmm. Um, but for those spellcasters in the back who may potentially get swarmed, or if you're defending a certain point uh, and you and and the enemy team is closing in. Even if it doesn't necessarily save your team, if it doesn't wipe out that other team or the other offensive, it gives your your team a chance to regroup, um, to to pull off a fight after death at, at the base or at you know with your spellcasters to just clear everybody away and mm-hmm. potentially hopefully kill as many of them as possible.
0: So like a counter flank to get some some breaks and, and uh, regroup. That's a yeah. That's one I hadn't thought of using with like, if you are getting crushed on the right or left side or whatever, and you need to make that push a fight after death could potentially break their flank and just allow you to regroup and reset that line. That's a good, Mm -hmm. that's a good tactic. Um, how to spread out your abilities and remain a threat through long battle games. So, So barbarians have, you have one per life, everything else is per refresh. Um, and then you have traits, which the, the immunities are all the time. Um, how do you guys spread your abilities out effectively and still remain a threat throughout the entire battle game? We'll start with Odvar. Uh
2: in a long battle game, it's it's kind of knowing that it's going to be a long battle game, you got to pick your pick your opportunities uh what's going to work the best. Um basically in big battle games, that's where I really like to take that lone wolf annoyance uh not necessarily aggro draw because I don't want to draw aggro until it's too late,
5: mm-hmm. you
2: know that kind of deal. Uh, so yeah, I mean, knowing knowing that it's going to be long and picking those great opportunities
0: makes sense. Mintens?
1: Um, I'm I tend to be very like objective based uh, when I play games, and so it depending like I will think of the the game that we are playing and the objectives that we are playing or that that we are trying to accomplish so if um I'll I'll try to keep those in mind like oh if we have to push this load to a certain point at this junction and 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 especially like at the end I'm going to want to make sure that I've saved a fight after death for that purpose um if it's to uh if it's just like whittle down a team's um, life pool, then I'm going to make sure that I'm focusing on when are a large number of people clustered together, or if they're trying to, if, you know, in reverse, if they are making a push towards us, um, when, when are those pushes going to most likely happen? Um, If it's a a timed game and you know, you're going to have a five minute, uh, time between each uh, checkpoint or whatever mm-hmm. um, wait till near the end. So it's more effective if you blow a fight after death at the beginning of a timer or, or, you know, they have enough time to re- revive or whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, it's not as useful. So I, I try to keep them related a lot to the game mechanics um, and the objective.
0: Makes sense. Spreading them out based on uh, needed pushes and I think that's something uh, some people might need more tactical or uh, strategic mindset to use, but a strategic or tactical mindset is going to help you in every class, so it's going to mm-hmm. help no matter what. Emphasize on your ability to be strong outside of your class with your class. I like it. Uh, Broton.
3: Um, It's like I will, I will figure out like, how long the game is, and mm-hmm. if we're going to have any refreshes. going to have refreshes then time out the per refresh to that (laughs) and uh, other than that it's just it's all about utilizing your per refreshes to opportunities Mm -hmm. it's like realistically unless if an opportunity arises I don't use my per refreshes I'm hyper focusing on uh, brutal strike adrenaline and berserk, and just my pure fighting ability, because mm-hmm. uh, it's like if the game is like like some games that keep are like an hour long. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to blow my uh, two fight after deaths and my two to three blood and thunderies in the first twenty minutes or first half an hour.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: It's like because like Min says, it's like the best time to use abilities are very strategically and not just barbarian other classes are thinking that way too and they tend to have more of them so it's like you have to be very precise when you use your abilities because it's like we've all fought a team where the barbarian just like blew their fight after deaths real
5: mm-hmm. <gasps> no.
4: now now Eric's back. <laughs> Eric, why? God. Why, Captain? why?
0: Discord has failed me twice. We're still recording. We're still recording. Okay, we're good. Oh, All we're right. still recording? We're still recording. So oh, luckily, really? the, re- okay. the recording software is separate from Discord. So oh. when Discord crashes, the recording just gets to, like, record my frustration and yelling at the world. Um, oh,
3: okay. I. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, because it just goes back difference between what's difference between level six and a paragon. We know when to use our abilities,
0: right? Our very
3: set number abilities.
0: It's not a lot. Yeah, but they are. uh, I think they're probably some of the most powerful when used correctly. If if you time them out correctly and use them at their their peak, they're very strong. Um, Yeah they but they have less general usability, uh, and repeatability. I mean, mainly because they're per refreshes and not, you know, per lives. I mean, or something.
3: you put a barbarian against uh, anyone in armor below a warrior, our berserk, is it's a it's a, it's a godsend. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, cool, one two, right on the chest, you're dead. Yep. I'm gone. I mean,
0: well, especially because
3: with the paladin or anti paladin, they have full set. But
0: <laughs> but even even with that. And special armor is not an enchantment that a lot of healers take, so a lot of those people that have physical armor aren't able to deal with multiple shots. Um, if you are facing someone with magic armor, they've got a max of two shots, so it's still only three shots to kill them
5: yeah. because
0: it's, it's magic. So um, that's a, a good good thing to keep in mind is that you have traits, which. Yeah. Um, can be i mean it's a constant it's literally an infinite ability you don't have to worry about it you don't have to activate it it's there utilize it um so what are some weaknesses you need to be aware of,
3: lily lily what's your thoughts on
4: this
0: oh lily my bad sorry i got (laughs) the cut i have i have have thoughts lily (laughs) speak
4: speak lily okay so how to spread out your abilities throughout a long match um so i got a few things and i think they all kind of play in again if you're going to fight after death, for example, gosh almighty, I, I, I sure hope that you're going to guarantee a score. And, it, and I don't necessarily care about, necess- you know, like let's say one of these big games that keeps an hour long, it's a five node cap game. If I fight after death and it's early, I hope and my goal is to guarantee that we got a score there. If we guarantee a score there, my team may be up and so even though that's right away maybe in the first two minutes the first five or ten or fifteen like i i still guaranteed my team has now met one of these objectives and has put my team hopefully ahead um that ends up becoming super super duper important Um, or using it to deny a score for the enemy team that's another fantastic use like okay we didn't score but they didn't score and that becomes really good um the (laughs) really i should have probably started with this you're gonna run out it's just if you're using your abilities, you're gonna run out. And that's okay, the thing I like to keep in mind is what was my gain from this? What what did I bring to the game because I used my abilities? I used them, I used them all. I'm totally out, I'm down to just my martial prowess and um, well, make sure you bring armor because that's part of your, your kit. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be a little more valuable every life then after you run out of your abilities. But if I made gains throughout the entirety of the time that I used my abilities, hopefully that is enough to put my team into a positive position that we can then hopefully ride out to the end of the game once i've done that i might now switch my tactic completely and start doing something else like maybe i fill in gaps in front line fighting i switch to a pole arm and start pole arming my way to victory with i don't know i got so extra bright in here if everyone <laughs> sees that that's nothing literally nothing's changed i don't know why i did that sorry um oh, you're in sepia. But, but, <laughs> Lily, but, did you have an idea? I, I did, in fact. <laughs> use a polearm, kids. <laughs> Friends will love you. Um, but just keep keep in mind, what did your blood and thunder ga- uh, gain you, right, when you were using that? Did it suddenly eat that fireball like we had in an earlier example and allow me to push a flank and kill them so we could score? Like that, okay, maybe it was in the first three minutes, but we gained a point and that pushed us ahead or denied them a point and it pushed us ahead. And you can always bring tons of equipment, like everyone else has said. And now you have this big arsenal of things, plus your infinite abilities that you can Mm -hmm. take advantage of for the rest of the game. It's not exciting, it's not flashy, but it is strong. And I keep that in mind, and that helps me stay focused. um, And feel like I'm not just like, why would I play this class? This is dumb, I don't get to do anything all game. (laughs) Yay. So, anyways, it's a little scattered. um, But that stuff, I think, all comes together into... Mm-hmm. a positive uh, use of abilities over a long game. Um, otherwise, I guess just, I don't know, like, oh, how much time is left? 30 minutes? I haven't used anything? Okay, I should probably use my abilities now.
0: <laughs> should start it now. Um, <laughs> Alright, so now, now that Jamie's got a chance to answer, to speak his, speak his mind on that, uh, what are some weaknesses you need to be aware of? Let's start with Broton.
3: Uh, you can't be enchanted. You can't fix your own gear. Uh...
0: Well, hold on. You can fix your own gear if you're willing to spend 60 seconds at base.
3: You know, you take that logic and you go back to base with the broken equipment. <laughs>
0: Facts.
3: You, I have extra swords on me. I don't need to go fix that sword.
0: That's a better answer than 60 seconds at base. Also, give it to a dead person. Anytime a dead person pops with equipment, it's all fixed.
3: Hey, I know you're originally from Wisconsin. Do you got to bring that cheese in here?
0: Yeah. Yes. I need to get better quality.
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> um go home, Burson. I That's am good. home. Well, go harm, home harder. Okay. Warm. Um
3: Uh you have a set amount of her refreshes and I will pass the ball to someone else because it's It's the class.
0: It's the class. <laughs> Men's, uh, what are weaknesses you need to be aware of?
1: Uh, mm. adding on to that, uh, you're, you only have three points of armor and, um, just be aware of what you, what it's going to be made out of, where it's going to be put on your body, uh, and how long you're going to be willing to, to run around in it because it's going to be heavy and hot and uncomfy, um, after a while. Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to take all of them. <laughs> um. So if, if at the end there's more, then I'll I'll chime in again.
4: All right, all right, uh, Lily. So the the class has some, some issues, and uh, mostly I think it's balancing related for what V eight is currently. They are still a good class. Barbarians are still strong. They still have a place. They are still useful, and they can definitely make an impact in the game. Typically the weaknesses are in my opinion we run out of abilities it's not flashy (laughs) um that is that is really hard for most players to manage and that's becomes the issue the people that are really good at the class and have spent the time to cultivate the skill they get more out of it and that's great and they make this a very functional one but for the average player they're they're getting kind of the short end on this one and that's really unfortunate because we want it to be fun for the mass majority Not necessarily the people that are like okay i like dark souls so i'm gonna go and beat my head against the ground until i'm good at it (laughs) like it's it's just it's so it's so hard so um we we talked about that a little bit already Broton had commented on that um i don't mind that they can't be enchanted but that's kind of my play style as i mostly ignore enchantments from my teammates so they can give it to other people anyways and it's an inherent flaw probably in the class but like it's already real strong with the immunity so like i get so torn on like is it really a weakness or is it something they've done to try to balance something that could easily get out of control and this class could potentially get out of control if you start putting refresh abilities onto uh or sorry recharge abilities for example or Mm -hmm. just making them per life because a fight after death i can recharge or whatever is now Incredible! Like that one change would make this crazy.
0: So, if you want to see the fight after death per life, someone go play a boar. They have fight after death per life. It's terrifying, but,
4: and it's and it's crazy unbalanced, right? Like oh, suddenly yeah, this is is monstrously unfun for everyone around you. So, in the future of of Ampguard, I really hope that they make some changes they just got to be careful so in my opinion i don't think it's as weak as everybody makes it out to be i just think for the majority of people who haven't taken the time to learn the skills it's going to be hard Mm -hmm. it's got it's
0: got a high learning curve that people often don't overcome so they're all sitting down at the bottom not utilizing their abilities to the fullest extent and it feels weak compared to these very easy access classes like assassin which is literally you walk in and you're at top
4: Um, Exactly. Uh, I mean, look at just even a warrior. If you have the same level mm -hmm. of armor, like a three point warrior can be a monster. You know, uh, it's just, it's so, so interesting how how this works out. But, anyways.
5: Avar.
2: So, yeah, pretty much everything's been touched on. Uh, I guess one thing I'd say focus on is uh, knowing your weaknesses because you kind of like, that's been stated, just not pointed out, is there's a lot of classes that you may be weak in something, but that class will give you an ability to make you stronger and allow you to do something. Well, barbarian, that's kind of the opposite. You need to know what you're weak against and kind of take and put yourself into a better situation. I mean i like to call it the the lesser anti-paladin for a reason Mm -hmm. because you know it's it's kind of that it's a building block towards that
0: it makes a lot of sense i mean you have uh anti-paladin's got four points uh, barbarian's got three brutal strike is the same um you learn about terror because it's what bards can use against you and then when you turn into an anti-paladin you get it so, uh, that's kind of an but interesting trade-off. Is it all? It's off my bad. Yeah. You learn about awe, and then you get to use it.
2: Um, two immunities, one yeah. of which is the same. Yep. One of which is is not, but mm-hmm. flame instead. But
0: gets a it gets around a lot of things. The the two immunities is something a lot of people overlook as a as a trait that is super powerful because.
2: Oh yeah. Very I mean, much so.
0: Immune to command and subdual is. 98 percent of all cc in the game
4: mm-hmm. well it's it's why barbarian for me is mostly my pub stomp class like i can kind of just show up and go and those immunities like if i don't know anybody all of a sudden i'm like well it's cool i got i got protection mm-hmm. you know i can i came sort of prepared just because i'm playing barbarian you know no armor because i had to fly somewhere or something like well cool i played i'm playing barbarian like i can get my blood and thunders or i can just heal myself you know just pick good matchups and, and go it it's a it is a strangely placed class right now that is widely believed to be kind of weak. Mm-hmm.
1: I was gonna say that's that's one of the reasons why um, I enjoy playing it so much. And if I do not come prepared because spell classes you need to have a spell list, uh, warrior, you want to have armor archer, you need a bow. like there are all these um, requirements. but if you just want to show up and and start playing right away barbarian is so easy and so that's that's my go-to class Mm
3: -hmm. i mean i mean i'll be as bold enough to say i think barbarian is the best class for newbies that's
1: what i used to recommend better
3: than monk boom oh wait it's uh that's we could do that for hot takes never mind i retract (laughs) that i'll stay later all
0: right um the only concern I have with giving barbarian to newbies is when you give barbarian to newbies at an event and then they go, I can do what with fight after death and they jump at people. And uh, that's a safety issue. That is,
3: that sounds like our opinions on fight after death. (laughs) That is an opinion
4: on fight after death. It's not even necessarily a safety issue for the people around the poor newbie who's doing it. I feel bad for the newbie who's about to get karate chopped by, like, every single person that can hit them. And then, unfortunately, and this is not always the case, and I don't want to say that AmpGuard has a culture of perpetuating violence towards, you know, silly people or something like that. But people can get kind of salty, and then suddenly it's like, this kid just, like, wildly came at me, so I just and then everybody does it and then it's like oh no that poor kid what an impression that would make i mean that guy might never come back not because he i mean he doesn't know any better to be safe and it the veterans can fail here and unfortunately <laughs> yep. uh, brutalize the kid a little bit and that's that's uncool so that's almost a trap and can lead them to bad times
0: yeah i mean what is it level three you get your first fight after death or is it level two uh
4: three, three. 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 You've
0: got at least a little time in the game, then. Even if you've gone to just like big events, you you're not. Oh, i fight after death. Is two. Is it two? It's it two. two. Oh,
3: Adrenaline
0: okay. is three. Adrenaline. Okay. So you've still got what is it? uh Four True. weeks under your belt? Five weeks under your belt? You hope.
4: You hope. Because then, because right. I'll bet you a coke. It, it, it then... really is, man. That's wild. Fourth level. I was getting confused there. Yeah, fight after death at the second. Adrenaline at third. Fight after death at fourth. There we go.
1: Um. Words.
4: Sorry, my my bad, my bad. I was like, like, is it really that order? God, it's been so long since I've had to look at it.
0: (laughs) We don't play enough low-level battle games, and I think it's an atrocity. Like, Ice Haven started doing first, first, second, and third-level class games, so that our new players could practice any class they wanted and get the feel of it, but also they wouldn't be scared of the level six person over there. And it was really fun. It was also really challenging and interesting as a, as somebody trying to get better at Bard. I was like, oh, what um, what do I have at level three again?
1: I was gonna say like, uh, I've I have been to parks where they you'll sign in as your class and then they'll never play a class game or, uh, you know especially during, COVID times but even before that you could a lot of times you could sign in as whatever class you wanted, and even if they played a game, uh, they wouldn't check for it. And you could just, you could level up a class and all of a sudden you're level four or five, six, and you've never or rarely played the class. And so still a lot of people are going to be unprepared. You're mm-hmm. going to see a lot of inexperienced people make mistakes that could potentially be harmful.
5: Yeah.
0: That might be a cultural change we have to work on and a rules change. Um, it possibly is a rules change we have to put in, but it's tricky to teach training of safety and like keeping that in mind through a set of rules that are designed to hit
4: people. Like it sounds slightly heads up. Yeah. I'm going to say I've got about 20 minutes here and then I got to bounce my man. All right.
0: Then let's move on to recommended tactics. Um, And we'll start with you, Jamie on that recommend tactics, either target acquisition uh, offensively and defensively as well.
4: I mean, we've we've hit it so many times yeah. throughout this this video already. Flanking, 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 flanking. Holy cow, is it just so super powerful. Um, what a tactic to learn. This is something you can practice at basically any time, not necessarily in 1v1s, but you can do this at your park level. You can do this in sparring with a couple of people. Even a 2v2, you can start working on trying to get around just the person in front of you even, and that's, that's such a a challenging skill to learn but you have a lot of opportunities if you're creative to learn this and that right there will go a long way um what was the question uh, again what was the other part i know it was a uh... Uh,
0: target acquisition either offensively or defensively we went over it a um, little bit
4: and, and yeah we touched on that too like we even running through like who do we kind of target first well it can be the healers right like mm-hmm. that's that's usually a great choice i mean at any level of play i mean park level can be super detrimental if you've only got like six people you play a life pool your team has no healer well crap we lose unless we kill that guy so mm-hmm. it, it turns into this uh this really neat thing so I, I think we've touched on it a ton i don't have much more to to add outside of find creative ways to work on these skills and that can be as uh as simple as just finding a couple friends to to practice it even like 2v1s mm-hmm. and things like that and how you can that the two can flank the one it's an interesting little trait but that's uh. That's what I got for that. I think,
0: mittens.
1: Uh. Hmm. Yeah. We did. We did really talk about this a lot. <laughs> uh. Would
0: we'll you say is there anything that people want to add to like tactics or target acquisition? No. We're okay. good. Cool. No, we'll just,
1: not really. We'll just move um, on. We'll since,
4: since, you, since you said it, I guess that one small thing we had touched on it in another class, which is why I didn't really think about it. Um, and it falls back into kind of flanking. You've done your job if you start to flank and they send more than a singular person after you. They send one person after you and you kill them. Congratulations, you've killed one of their people and they're gonna go walk back to spawn. You've, you've contributed. They send two people after you. If you can beat those two people, excellent. If they send three people after you, you really don't have to engage them anymore. They now have three less people. If we're talking even number games, you've taken three people away mm-hmm. for the price of yourself. And that's pretty strong and you can take them on a merry jaunt away from battle. And if you can get away from them, you can continue on to everything else. And now you're just pulling body after body as they try to kill you. Watch, watch a new kid do it. They don't even know what they're doing yet. And they've already discovered something very powerful and that's running around through the backfield and pulling all kinds of people after them. You'll see smart players not chase them. They're like, Nope, we're not, we're not doing that. But the people that get caught up in the moment of like, Oh, there that kid goes let's get him and now you've got eight or ten people chasing some poor you know athlete or you know high school kid who just never has to stop running as all hopped up on mountain dew and just like (laughs) doing their thing you know so that would be that annoyance yeah exactly and that's that's probably just as important and um i i see this even in outside of playing barbarian, if we're just doing like team fighting stuff, I really want my teammate to to start to put some pressure and circle around or for me to circle around and see what that does. And starts to do all kinds of cool things that people I think will start seeing if they start doing it. I flanking, flanking, flanking. I can't sell it enough.
0: (laughs) Sell the flank. Anything else we want to talk about on uh, tactics?
3: Uh, Yeah. Uh, One thing I want to quickly throw out there is for, using fire after death that's when we get shield breaking uh, if you see a shield wall out there that does not have any hardened shields or imbued shields nothing is demoralizing than watching like three to four shield men all lose their shield as you just chop your way through and maybe you kill them or either way you made a hole where your team funnels through because you just destroyed their wall
5: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Uh, I mean that might even be more effective than actually getting the kills because if you have your team there and you're running that front flank like Jamie was saying and you're just like drum rolling through shields just break 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 break, like getting through all that you've now taken out half of their defense those shields are giant targets on them now that all your pullman have to do is poke to now wound that arm do it again (laughs) you're dead a, it's a good continu- uh, like sequence that you're not even getting the kills for, but you opened up the ability to just wipe a line, because all the defense is gone. Um, anything else on tactics? Okay. Get good. Get good. Uh, so now we get to the question that I think is the most important question we have to ask uh, every single time. How do we get better and not ruin people's fun? Um, we see it constantly when people start getting higher in Warriors. We see it when people start getting higher in Paragon they start changing battlefields very rapidly. And especially at park levels, we don't want to ruin people's day. We want to let everyone have their chance to, fit, to, to to have fun and play. So how do we, as people trying to get better at Barbarian, how do we get that opportunity to get better but still not ruin a park day? Uh, we'll start with Ardvar in this one.
2: Role play. I mean, it is a role-playing game. That's a prime opportunity to kind of focus on that aspect of it. Um, or take something that you're not good at, absolutely not good at, and try to get better at it in that scenario. When you know, when, well, I could roll the field with this, but I'm no good with this, it's a good time to pick that up.
0: Yeah. it's a, I mean, you've got the entire kit of melee weapons. You might as well learn all of them. Yep. Or at least be proficient in all of them. Min's
1: a uh, couple things. Thing number one, maybe don't target the new people. <laughs> like, like they're easy. They're easy targets, but also they're the ones that you want to have the most fun, so they'll keep coming back. Um, so give them a break. Uh, or if you do end up, you know, one on one or two on one or whatever, because sometimes they don't know i mean especially if they're new they're not going to know who you are they're not going to know your skill level and they're going to think i can engage with this person um don't don't fight as hard as you most possibly can um that's something that i've kind of started doing over the last couple years not only with more of the role playing but also just like i want to have fun and if i'm getting so aggressive or so focused on winning that i'm not i'm not having fun anymore that i'm throwing like Throwing weapons in the air or stomping off the field, or you know, they were cheating. You know, like I'm not having fun. They're not having fun. Dial it back. Um, uh, change your attitude. You might you might start strolling on the field or or change up your tactics. You don't have to always do what's the most efficient.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, if there are new people on your team, join them. Lead do the thing i had mentioned earlier except don't let them get squished you know take some of those new people (laughs) and and kind of guide them towards uh targets that are attainable for them Mm -hmm. and and become less of of the the main fighter and more of a mentor
0: gotcha
4: lily yeah so this is a this is a really important uh topic um how to get, uh, how to stop from ruining people's fun while increasing your own skill level, or while you're already at, like let's say, the peak of your skill level and not making it terrible for people. Like, what a what a great thing to talk about. Cool. Um, I've usually uh, related or related. <laughs> I've usually uh, usually gone to um, the playing down kind of method. Whether it be, um, I still try and I still put forth effort. I'm, I'm not trying to to give away wins and stuff but i might play single sword and choose something interesting with my kit to use in my other hand and maybe that's all i'm doing today like let's say a javelin for example or maybe i'm uh dual downward flails today and i'm trying to do something like that And just having a good time being very um energetic and smiley and and having fun in that regard because there's (laughs) armor kills parks at least it can if you show up in your full kit and you start be, uh, these these new players can't deal with that already. Like let alone, um, you know, the person's general skill level. It can be such a insurmountable goal for them at the time, and they can get there eventually. But it's it's really hard when they're new. So um, playing down doesn't mean not playing hard. Uh, I I want to want to make sure to say that. But um, as mittens has kind of pointed out, like you can encourage these people, these new people that come out to to do great things and to be awesome and then celebrate their successes while you're playing. So like getting them to be like a flag runner and defending them as they're like running through the mess of violence that's going on and the arrows flying around and it's just like out of a movie for them and it's so exciting. And suddenly they get to be the hero for A change and they get to score, and, and it's like you did it, you know. High, f- well, maybe a high five, and you know, after COVID world, but <laughs> you know, whatever. Like, you you did it, you're awesome. I, I, that was so cool. You were so close to getting hit, that's amazing. I can't believe you made that whole run. You know, we did this, this is a beautiful thing. You know, it's super cool. Um, high enthusiasm. Uh, and the last thing that I, I do is I may ask the person if they're ready because they might be a little scared or they've seen, um, the better i've gotten the the more i've noticed some of that and it's it's kind of a bummer because i want them to have fun too but they maybe see me do some high level fights with somebody or something and it's very intimidating suddenly and i'm like you know i'll tap their sword and i'm like okay are you ready and they're like yes and i'm like okay here we go and then you can play around with it a little bit and you can hit their equipment and whatever but ultimately i give them a good fight i try to win said fight and if they're successful even if it's just an arm or whatever it, it's going back to encouragement and being like that was awesome you got my arm that was super cool that was a really good fight thank you and then going on to do the next thing mm-hmm. and repeating this process all day every time relentlessly never <laughs> stopping being positive uh okay <laughs> but that's that's it i know that's, that's super long but I, I think that this is a really important topic and it's mm-hmm. it's really um, key to growing those parks and we're human so we fail and we get upset sometimes but hopefully we just kind of roll with it and try to apologize if we have you know slip ups and stuff
5: so mm-hmm.
4: but anyways that's that's what i got i'll shut up <laughs> bro time see well how to get better
3: and not ruin other people's fun uh i for barbarian i pick uh higher point targets like the harder skill it's like i'm out there looking for that warrior in high point armor to see it's like all right, let's see if I can grind away on this so my n- newer teammates don't have to deal with the high point armor out here or uh, the wizard or uh, spellcaster on their team that's like from a range is like picking off people. It's my job to do that. And it's making me play around with other abilities other than the the easier target going in, that's not helping me get better. And it's the easier target is usually the newer person and it's like I don't feel after playing, I don't feel good about crushing the the guy who's been out for two times and it's just Ha, I just I just hacked him like the first two minutes of the, the round. Um Yeah, picking higher it's higher scalability. It's like uh, when I visit Ethereal Tides, I, I'll usually gung for Belfil. Uh out there and it's whatever he's pl- it Doesn't matter if he has a stick in his hand, he's better than me and I know it. So if I'm a melee unit, that's that's my target. If I can tie him up or do something against him, I am improving my ability and helping my team. Um, The other thing like other folks said is like encouraging new people. Uh, I personally like picking a battle buddy. Uh, I'll look for someone who's been out a few times. They have a general idea what's going on. If if they're playing barbarian, all the better. Uh, if not, still I'm just like, hey, you want to be my battle buddy for this game? And they're like, what's that? We we're the dynamic duo. Let's do this. And it's more or less, I'll take them on my normal route, what I would do. And it's like, whatever whatever, it's like I would do. I would suggest to them. It's like, Hey, do you, I will distract over here. Do you want to go from the side here? Like really explaining my thought process because that's helping me break down my actual motions on the field. And then they understand instead of just look at Broton, go over there doing the thing. What does he do? I don't know. To cool. This is the... what, what's happening. And now you can do that thing too. I believe in you. You got this. Like Jamie said, super positivity mm-hmm. all the way. And, that's five mittens.
0: <laughs> get her back in a second.
3: Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's because, uh, in all things in AmpGuard, uh, I want to make memories. I want to sell memories. Uh, it's like I had my moments out on the field where I felt like a stupid superstar. Let's get these new players out there feeling like they're the hero in their movie. And it's like, it's not that hard to do. It's just, passing the torch a little bit
0: mm-hmm. um it's a question i always ask because it's, it's important for us to make sure that we are uh helping our parks grow and causing people to have no fun at park is the worst way to do that so um all right so this this next question is going to get some uh uh interesting answers and we're going to start with jamie on this so he can leave if he needs to um so Barbarian, in a lot of the higher play, is kind of accepted as one of the worst written classes. There's not a lot of sustainability built into it. It's got less abilities overall than most classes. Um, but I've seen every single one of you make it shine on a battlefield. How do you do just that? Billy.
4: Yep, so making it shine on the battlefield when it's considered to be pretty bad, and, and frankly, I... I know this is kind of like a hype video for the class, right? Like this is, you know, yeah, let's talk about how cool it is. But frankly, it it probably is underpowered, even with all the things that we've said and all the positivity we've had about it and how strong it can be. There's other classes that a lot of times I would rather play or I find myself going, man, I wish I had been playing this for these reasons, because I just didn't have access to certain things. Typically that's Assassin, I'm just going to plug that because there's an Assassin <laughs> video someday that I really am excited about. Um, anyways, uh, to make it shine for me, it has been the same thing that we'll say for probably every Paragon class. You got to put in time, practice and make it meaningful. If you're going to go play in practice and you want to excel and you want to push yourself to that next stage, Make sure you have meaningful practice. And, and that's not just like, it's like going to the gym. You can't just like scan your card and walk on the treadmill at like a two and like, all right, cool. And check out. It's not meaningful fitness then, right? So in this case, when you go out, think about how to be successful. Try to do cool things. And if if I want to make it shine myself, I, well, I, I go kidding. I bring I bring my stuff. I put on my comfortable armor, the stuff I know I can fight long games in. I bring the gear that I feel I'm proficient at that has been tried and true, and this has come through testing for me personally and what I've found to be good for me. Um, and it also isn't necessarily the strongest. I'll even admit that. I, I like two-handed, like, six-foot sword that's crushing, breaking. That's not necessarily the strongest by any means, but it brings me joy, and I can find joy a place on the battlefield basically anywhere doing the things that i like to do flanking with a two-handed sword is extra funny too because you're just giant sword highlander kind of craziness running down poor kids and they're like oh no the barbarian especially if you just decide to scream while you're doing it just, ah, battlefield yells are are super fun but that kind of adds this little sheen on your play style all of a sudden everyone's like "Ooh, that was pretty cool this guy just did something really neat and uh and that i think um the key is to put in the time and i i know that's hard because that's such a crappy answer most of the time like, oh, i just gotta play i want success now well the first step start making cool equipment equipment that you enjoy things that can help you be successful i used an example very very early in this video about my friend badger who got himself that he started with two 48 inch long sources all the gear that he owned play a barbarian and just hack away at their legs and he is to this day still super hard to deal with (laughs) it is very (laughs) challenging so um since i'm kind of out of time there i really appreciate that i got to be a part of this i'm gonna duck out so you guys can do the rest of yours thank you so much again merrick for doing Mm -hmm. this this is a wonderful idea to put all these out for people i i love what you're doing and i hope to be involved with more of them um Thank you, my my peers and and awesome Paragon peeps. Uh, this has been great getting to sit and chat with you guys during the COVID stuff. It's always fun to feel like we get to be social and talk about this thing we all clearly love. So, I will catch you all later. Thank you again, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of the night.
0: Bye. Bye, Lily. Um. All right. So uh, mittens. What are the, what are ways you make it shine? Uh
1: really trying to make it your own uh one thing specifically for me um that also we haven't really talked too much about is that look the part uh garb yourself up um think of whatever kind of warrior you want to be you want to be the leather clad warrior you know go get yourself stuff get some fur uh i've seen some guys running around with loincloths you know if that's your thing (laughs) Make it work. Um, But kind of like what Broton said, you want to be the samurai? Do it. You want to be the thug? Do it. Like if you look the part, if you look how you want to be perceived by others and you'll feel that, and you're going to express yourself, you're going to have the right attitude and it's going to really show people are going to see you and see um, that barbarian character. Um, And also kind of like Lily said, you can't, it's, you can't just walk on the field and kind of like, eh, play it. Um, you have to really commit. Find find a niche that a lot of other people don't do. A lot of especially new barbarians or um, barbarians that haven't really gone into a lot of the skills have one specific play style. Change it up. Find a play style that works really well with you. Find um, weapons that work really well with you. Something I don't see a lot of, we have thrown weapons I almost always see flow, sword and board, sometimes a pole, sometimes a great weapon, but it's a lot of melee, not a lot of, of, uh, thrown weapons. And so that might be an area that you decide to really dedicate yourself to, um, because ranged weapons can be incredibly effective. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely garb it up though. Look like the person you want to be.
0: Put that persona out there, Avar?
2: Uh, it's it's very similar. Prepare, prepare to be on a grind because it is a grind. Um, I mean, yeah, you gotta you gotta look it, you gotta feel it, you gotta be it. It's it's just the way it is. Um, and I again, hundred percent agree with mittens. Use those throwing weapons. Javelins were actually one of my favorites because. It's so gratifying to hit that spellcaster right in the finger.
0: <laughs> it's a good tactic, and if you can pull it off repetitively, it really annoys spellcasters, especially yep. if they're like too sticking or they've got sword and board or whatever, and they're like, ha, ah, ah, shoot. It works. It's, it's a form yep. of countercast. Um, we've talked about it, uh, the Paladin episode dag javelins tend to fly better than our javelins but you have to change out the front foam on them because it's a different it's the wrong kind of foam but uh i know a lot of amp carters don't think javelins work very well i've seen some that throw 20 20 plus feet with good like good weight behind them and they'll yep. they'll take somebody out
2: uh actually that's one of the biggest reasons i stopped using my javelins is because uh some people think they hit a little hard um <laughs> I actually used uh, bamboo uh, noodle padding, mm-hmm. uh, but then I would uh, put like the uh, foam covering over it, the, just courtesy padding, mm-hmm. and I'd actually wrap that with duct tape to, to give a little extra weight to it, mm-hmm. um, and maybe a little bit more so on the tip. <laughs> get them a little front heavy.
0: Yep. Sarah Dynamics.
2: Yep, and then you get your placement placement on the handle. Know know where your balance is so you can really just send that uh so you're not going to get it all wobbly or anything like that. Mm-hmm. When you're sending from a nice balanced position, it's it's going to tend to stay a little bit more true. So yeah, I mean they're effective, but like I said I quit using them cuz I I'd rather keep players than you know, get kills. Right. Yeah. Back to that.
0: Keep people, uh, not ruin people's fun. Bro time. Yep.
2: Um,
3: how to make it shine. Well, it's being the last one to talk is always the funnest one. Um, <laughs> because I agree with everyone else. It's like more or less, it's like more word for word, what I have on my, my list, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a simple class. Uh, I disagree that it's one of the worst class there's other classes that are worse and that's a popular opinion around here uh because it's like if i had to say barbarian is a solid d plus b minus class it's not really advanced <laughs> uh the the curve is really high but you plateau for a very long time before you hit that curve
5: mm-hmm.
3: And a lot of people just stop at that curve, and it's once you do that, you you learn the abilities, you make the class your own, like Advar saying, uh, "Be it, live it, you are it." <laughs> that's that's this class, and like it's nothing flashy. It's if you want flashy class, play something else. If you want a straightforward class, that the ability, it's like it's the most noob friendly one there is because you get access to everything you have to learn the right spells you still have to learn magic unlike monk yeah monk is worse than barbarian uh but everyone tells monks that you don't have to learn magic if someone says anything you don't have to learn that many people are taught wrong and i and when i play wizard i laugh and i laugh and i laugh laugh, as i watch them get confused but barbarians you have a small set of like stuff you're immune to and you're good to go mm-hmm. and you have your armor you have your kit just and make it make it your own it's I'm just going to start repeating other people so period
1: <laughs> Are there' I was gonna... yeah oh so I was, I was gonna say to add to that um I think one other thing too and this can apply to literally any class but if you if you have a class that you really like, then be a person that other people will like yes and and what i mean by that is um legitimately one of the reasons i wanted i started playing barbarian was because broton was playing it and he was playing it really effectively and he is a nice person and i was like i want to be like him when i started playing bard broton was playing bard and i saw he was very effective especially in v7 like dragging people off the field to go hug trees what the (laughs) so i wanted to i wanted to do that too he made the class seem fun if you want people to play your class make it look like a lot of fun and they're gonna want to play it i'd like to think that a lot of the paragons make their class like we make barbarian look fun and uh aggressive and and because we've we've gotten to that point where we've mastered it, hopefully other people will want to play it too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. Don't listen to naysayers.
3: Simple. Naysayers are there to kill your fun. Have your fun. Do what you want.
0: Are there any changes you guys would like to see to Barbarian?
3: I would like fight after death removed and replaced with a different ability. I
1: was going to say, Broton, you start this, so you're not the last one. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That, that right there is, like, my big my biggest take on, on the class. Get rid of Fight After Death. and Replace it with a better ability.
0: Do you have a proposal for a better ability? Oh, I'm kicking my computer.
3: I mean, I, I'm partial to, like, the V7 Fight After Death my, yeah. myself, and, but just call it an enchantment that we put on ourselves. And it goes with everything we already have.
0: Gotcha. Okay, so removing the dangerous aspect of it, of you're no longer uh, you don't receive wounds or things like that. You're just kind of charging around the field, because the best way to defend against someone is still to hit them. Um, but you're... It's like,
3: if They get a two-point... They get stone skin. Uh, they will still get the breaking aspect, mm-hmm. but they can be wounded. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And it's like, I'm I'm cool. I mean, to be honest, this is just a quick, quick thing to throw out there. I mean, I don't like the concept. Any ability that has in its notes, it is encouraged to remove this ability if people can't use it right. If they have the caveat for that ability already in the rulebook, we should not have that ability. The most dangerous stuff I've seen in this game has been from fight after death. Mm-hmm. It's like, because people really want to get into it, or they're angry and they have this ability and they don't care. I've seen someone walk out there with a, it must've been like a six foot pole arm, grabbed it by the handle and was swinging around their head like a goddamn helicopter. And it like knocked over someone on the field. And the rest of us is like, is this really happening? Is this happening? Cause you just, I like to believe in my amp garters. I like to believe a reasonable folk in combat though. If you give them an opportunity to be dumb, they will be. And this is just the big red button. A lot of people who don't understand how to control themselves a lot.
5: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, We've kind of shifted into the opinions on fight after death. Does anybody else have opinions on fight after death?
1: I mean, I wouldn't get rid of it. I really like it. And I think you just have to be good at it. (laughs) Um, I, don't, I, I guess it's hard because I feel like in some ways that's one of the big abilities that kind of is holding, like please don't get rid of it, but like that may be one of the abilities that's holding um, Barbarian back from getting other things because like you and we have all said, Barbarian is one of those classes where most people don't play it well. Again? Again?
0: Discord, um, discord.
1: So, but yeah, so you get rid of. if. Dang it. Um, there we go. If. I need better internet.
2: You broke the train, How dare <laughs> you? My <laughs> brain so, is tipped over so, now. Blame Spectrum.
0: Blame <laughs> mm, Spectrum.
1: I remembered. Okay, so yeah, anyways, like. But if you're able to play the class really well, then you are forced to be reckoned with. I feel like. We are missing out on getting more abilities or traits because people are afraid of fight after death. Mm-hmm. Um, that people will use that in conjunction with these other traits or abilities to become even more powerful. Uh, these seven, you had like magic armor if I remember correctly?
3: Natural armor. Uh, it was natural armor.
1: Natural armor, and that went away, and if we could have some of that back, that'd be nice, because a lot of people, a lot of barbarians don't run on the field with armor, uh, because you only get three points, and it can be hot and heavy, mm-hmm. um, so if you, having additional abilities would be nice, or additional armor, even if it's magical or temporary.
0: mm mm-hmm. you got any thoughts on fight after death? Uh,
2: fight after death. It's it's a double-edged sword. It's super cool when you use it, right? It's so much fun when you use it, right? Um, But even, you know, piggybacking off what Broton said, it's not necessarily just just the person using Fight After Death that can be dangerous. Mm -hmm. Somebody who just wants to try to stop Fight After Death can be dangerous. I've had people purposely jam their poles between my legs, uh, trying to trip me, do stuff like that, which... You know yeah is it part of the game kind of but when you're purposely trying to hurt somebody Mm -hmm. that's no longer part of the game um i like it i hate it but i mean that's barbarian (laughs) 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 yeah and i I just want to say i i i do
3: like it because i know i use it right and but at the same time it's a lot of people don't use it right, and like Advar says, it's people. The best way to stop a uh, well, other than actual methods that are built into the game to stop the barbarian, the fastest way to stop the barbarian is hit hit them as hard as you can, because if they can't move, they can't continue.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: It's like I've had like I've thrown up once because someone like hit me so hard in the stomach when I was fight after death. I mean after after 5 minutes of getting my breath back and cleaning up my tunic i had some mighty strong words for that person and it was in, it was in a different area and nothing happened to him because i was told well that's the game that's and I'm not like,
0: really the game
3: well it's i don't like i don't like iffy areas
0: Yeah, that's a gray area. I mean, uh, purposely hitting someone hard enough to cause them to vomit or to be lifted off the ground even is is pushing the boundaries of what a legal strike is and what you need to put into a force to to get that person to take it. Um, Yeah. We'll see what happens with Fight After Death in V9 or any of the V8 changes that possibly come up. Um, I don't know it's a it's a hot topic we'll see what what eventually comes of it um do we have any audience questions that need to get asked i will unmute everyone here in a second um but while we're doing that Broton, you said you had some constructive spicy takes would you like to state any of those
3: oh constructive takes i i am super tired of people telling people that monks the better class to play when you uh start playing especially cross gamers uh because, oh, then you don't have to worry about verbals, because verbals are the worst kind of magic, which is another another thing that bugs me when I hear non-casters say. Uh, but Barbarian is such a great class for newbies to learn what our game is because you get access to so much of what classes are. You do get very few abilities, so you're not overloading the person, but you still, like, magic is like a third of our rule book. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Now purposely training people to ignore a third of the rule book is dumb. Yeah. And it just, it takes one time. It, it takes one, one wizard who just is like, you know what? I'm not, I don't like monks today. And then it's just, pooping over all the monks I mean could do the same thing for barbarians but barbarians you're trained right away it's like look out for these balls if you hear death or if you hear command or subdue in a word ignore it other than that tread tread where you need to Mm -hmm. I just I get really peeved that people down talk this class when it's such a friendly class to new people it's, it's the poor man's warrior. It's like, do you need a kit? It would help, but it's like, if you're a warrior, if you're a barbarian that shows up with no armor, cool, you're a barbarian. If you're a warrior who shows up with no armor, what are you doing? Why are you playing warrior?
0: That's true. A lot of their abilities are based around armor, so it is uh, less beneficial for them to not wear armor. They still can because magic armor is mendable and scavengeable and everything. You can still gain the benefit if you have a druid, but now that's relying on X class to show up.
1: Yeah.
0: And have what you need. That's Mm -hmm. another problem. Um, And be
1: skilled to help you.
0: Yes, right. Yeah, now you're you're waiting for someone to be competent enough to actually make up for the fact that you didn't have physical armor. It's a good point. Um, All right, so anybody that's in the audience, I have unmuted you from server. If you have any questions, feel free to ask them now. If not, we'll jump back into Constructive Spicy Takes. Sounds like nothing. All right. Uh, Constructive Spicy Takes. Favorite Barbarian Moment. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Favorite Barbarian Moments. You were talking, so you might as well start. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Do it. Uh, it.
3: Let's see. Uh, See, Uh, probably to date, my... My best barbarian moment was when I got uh thirty to fight after deaths in a game. What? That's that's V7 that's stuff. stuff. Yeah, that's some it v- was V seven
0: okay. stuff. I was like <laughs> was this a bribe the Reeve event? What was going on? Nope.
3: Uh, I was at Curse of the It was when uh it was before you were in the Tigers. Uh the Tigers, uh handful of Vineyard went out to Curse of the Great Pumpkin. And it was... Uh, we had a very constructive fighting with Rivermore. <laughs> and uh, there were evil spirits on the field who could do whatever they want through the reeves. And uh there's like, Broton, you're a barbarian. You want to fight after death? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And they're like, cool. We- they moved my corpse behind the enemy line. And then for the next half an hour, every time I died, one walked over. It's like, you know what? You pleased us. Fight again, oh and they raised me. Oh my God, I was so tired. <laughs> I was so tired, and I had—I mean, I'm not even going to blame people, but I had so many bruises. <laughs> but it was worth it.
0: That's—that's—that's that's, that's an abuse of power, in my opinion. But okay.
3: It was a game design. I blame. Don't blame the person doing it. Blame the person who designed it.
0: All right. I'll blame whoever designed that game unless those Reeves were doing it for like everybody. Like, Hey warrior, you want another scavenge or you want like another ancestral armor? If they're doing all that stuff, that makes more sense. But they're just like, oh, Hey, no, barbarian. Behind
2: the wall. <laughs> well, and it, it was like, like I said, it was a V seven thing. You, yeah. rage, you, you fought after death on your, when you were berserk Well, you are only berserk on your last two lives. Therefore, if you got rezzed on your last two last two lives, you were still berserk you still fought after death again gotcha so you i have done it a lot
1: (laughs) oh i loved it anytime you got rezzed Mm.
2: wonderful (laughs) tasty
0: dear god i would be interested like if the fight after death was was the the two-point armor and like uh you got your shield crushing kind of aspect i'd be interested in it being more common because that would be uh less of a problem than the charge in after anybody you want to and just swing for the fences because you're dead. It doesn't matter if you take hits. That's, design-wise and psychology-wise, you're giving them a free pass to just kind of go for it, and for everyone else to also go for it on them because they don't take damage. So, um, I
3: mean, yeah. I, I would be cool with uh, for the replacement for Fight After Death, you switch out the fighting for seven seconds afterwards. It's like, turn it into enchantment you put on yourself that gives you the two points armor mm-hmm. and you get shield crushing for the life.
5: Yeah.
3: Or, you know what, make it a trait. A trait you can turn on X amount of times, then it can't be dispelled off you. Gotcha. And don't
2: make it the natural armor, because then you can just heal it with adrenaline.
5: Ooh. I mean,
3: People say adrenaline's under... I mean, some people say adrenaline's out, underpowered. You know what? Give give them natural armor for two lives. That's less than an ancestral gotcha. armor. And warriors can heal their ancestral armor.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, it's I, like a makeup scavenge.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's just like you're thick skinned, is essentially. Yeah. What it
0: is. The only downfall is okay. you can't technically, uh, well, you can't wear magic armor with physical armor.
3: Barbarians uh, used to remove their armor when they knew they were going to berserk. Yeah, <laughs> you could wear
2: armor or wear use shields.
3: Well, okay. you
2: could wear armor; it just wouldn't count.
5: It, it didn't count.
0: So if I don't know, that'll be a different discussion. That'd be an interesting uh, thought experiment or proposal to push forward of um, making it like a natural <laughs> blessing against wounds that you could heal, because that's essentially what we'd turn it into if it. Because it's not armor, magic armor at that point. It's it's different, but that'd be interesting to to look into. Um,
3: I mean, if you listen to Cena's uh, group, hard to kill was brought up. I would trade fire oh, Death yeah. just for hard to kill as a trait.
0: So it takes extra. Uh, uh, it either Wolf takes or additional lo- one percent. Yeah. yeah. That's not.
3: Bad. I would chicken nugget on the ground again any day.
1: it's <laughs> <That's laughs> a scratch. <laughs> can i can we have bows again that was another thing of v7 is bow barians uh and as other people have already stated most people who use bows aren't that good at them anyways you're not really giving (laughs) us that much more can we have bows back
3: just give us all our
2: old stuff back
3: i mean if (laughs) if we're if we're talking about ifs and buts it's like one of the theory hot take is Uh, get rid of Archer altogether, divvy out their arrows to other classes, give uh, bow back to Barbarian, give us a Destruction Arrow.
0: Interesting. I'm not sure if you would get a positive result of breaking the Archer class, but the giving a Destruction Arrow to Barbarian is interesting.
3: Merrick, bows are the most powerful thing in the world, haven't you heard?
0: that's only in certain fields that don't wear a lot of armor.
3: What are you part. talking about
0: <laughs> It depends on where you're at bows I mean bows have always been moderately powerful and especially uh, because they are weapon breaking, bows are always gonna seem very powerful but it is down to the the simple factor of more people are better at swinging stick than they are at shooting bows. So like although we are gonna have people in the field that are like, Sir Tice, who can snipe you from 40 feet out while you're sprinting at top speed and choose to shoot the sword out of your hand. uh, Most people can't do that and will not be able to hit you at 20 feet. So, nah. Um, Any other constructive spicy takes or or changes you want to see? No? Mm. No? Nothing? I haven't thought
1: too hard on it. I... I really like barbarian, uh, V seven. I loved it. V eight. I still love it. Even though, again, not a lot of people do, um, because you make it, you make it work, you make it what it is. Mm-hmm. It's more the person than the abilities
0: Than the class. Yeah. That's a good way to think about it. It's, uh, it gives agency to the people to make the, the class their own, than letting the class form what they want to be or what they're going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, so if that's all we've got, then I'm going to close out here. Thank you all for joining us for Episode 7 of the uh, Paragon Path, the Ruffian Barbarians, um, and uh, pre-recorded Merrick will close us out. This has been another episode of the Paragon Path. If you liked what you heard or saw, please drop us a like and follow on YouTube or Spotify or Google Music or anywhere else that you can find us. We have a Facebook page, On the Path, that lets you know when we're recording what you can join into and what to expect next we record these episodes live every other weekend on the kingdom of polaris discord link is in the comments if you'd like to learn more please subscribe comment or just drop us a line as always happy to see you on the field see you next time